What's up, folks? Well, listen, I, I apologize for the delay. Unfortunately, when you go out remote, you have to rely on the Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi sometimes causes issues. So I am hearing myself in echo delay, so hopefully you guys can see the stream just fine. But we are live here from Tampa Joe's in Tampa, Florida, 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida. We are right, like I said, about five minutes away from the airport. And today we'll have on, of course, my host, my co-host, Mike Fuji, and from Steel City Renegades, Lee Money will be with us to talk about the upcoming Pittsburgh game. So we hope that the audio and everything else looks just fine. Unfortunately, it is what it is, but this is episode 109. Uh, and I will flip the cameras here shortly is, so you guys can kind of see the outdoor patio. And then you'll be able to see where the outdoor setup is set up for the pep rally. So with that being said, let's get the show underway. I'm Angel. This is episode 19 on Broad Street South. And now, once again, as I hear myself, an echo is going to drive me a little bit nuts, but everybody just kind of uh, hanging there with me. The Godfather that he knows I cannot do the show without him. Here he is, Mike Fuji. <laughs> Fuji, what's happening? 24 hours till we take over Ray J. The green, the gang green invasion is coming. The Eagles are bringing it. Look out, Tom Brady. Look out, Tampa Bay Bucks. Angel, how are you? Let's get this pregame tailgate party at Tampa Joe's rocking with the sports guy, Jamie, the Philly sports guy, Vince, Mike, and the whole crew from philly of the south how are you i'm doing just fine and i'm hoping everybody here shows up because we're waiting for the rest of the gang to show up uh rob has actually been out here setting up for 97.5 the fanatic he came out as early as i did and so that's the great thing that he's already got everything set up so we're waiting for jamie and the rest of the crew to show up but if i end up having this little camera here so you guys can end up seeing this is the outdoor patio of what you guys can see and it's starting to fill up here on the outdoor patio and believe it or not i arrived here about I want to say by 11 o'clock in the morning, and people already started coming in. So this pep rally should be pretty massive here as the festivities kick off at 3 o'clock. We're doing the pre-tailgate party here at Tampa Joe's. And uh, as you guys can see, Rob, they're walking in the distance. But we're hoping as everyone comes on, they'll be able to catch the interview here on the other side. And uh, I've switched cameras here because if I keep adding more, I'll just get more echo. But it's fine because I'll take that camera out, and then you guys will be able to see where the rally area is actually going to be set up as well. So I, I can't wait. This is going to be fantastic for today. I'm hoping all the Eagles fans will end up showing down here, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We got more people flying in, as I can hear once again the aircraft flying above me. So this should be a really, really good game. And, uh, again, we have, I think, one Buck fan way out on the other side of the corner, so I might be able to get him on so he can give me his thoughts about what he believes the Bucks are going to do. The only one that's here, and it was actually a surprise, and it's an Eagles bar. So it was uh, fun to see his reaction. Bring him to the feast. I plan on doing so. I see the comments already coming in. And I see one here from Eli Goldstein. Any giveaways, uh, Eli, as of that I know of, there may be, but I'm 100% certain because, again, that's done on the, uh, the bar side. So there might be some giveaways. I just, I'm not 100% certain. I, it'll get, once it's closer to, the pep rally time, then I, I can give you a, a better answer, Eli. But thank you for tuning in. Tom, Tara, how are you guys? I hear it's freezing back home. 
75 degrees. degrees. It's about 20. <laughs> Yikes. What if, what, what if the game was up here with Tampa? Well, I'm not even going to. I'm not yeah, even just don't go there. I'm not going there. No, just don't go there. It'd be just fine. But I want to add it here to the stream. My other brother from another mother that we do from seven to nine, usually on Sunday nights. It is the Steel City Renegades with Lee M F and Money. And it is Lee. What's going on, brother? Oh, look, and Dave in the background. Dave Wallencheck, the boys in the house. What's going on, fellas? Absolutely, Angel. Thank you for uh, letting us come in and enjoy this with you. Fuji, what is up, my man? What is going on? Are you guys ready to knock Mahomes around and go into Kansas City and steal another week oh. for Big Ben or what? Hey, listen, I sure hope so. Me and Lee were having lunch because we had to go drop papers off for the Piston Power Show that Angel will be coming in for. And I yes, was sir. like, what's going to happen if we do like we did? when Bettis is w was retiring and we go and win every game and go to the Super Bowl. Man, you know, I, I don't know what would happen, Dave, because there's a lot of people out there, especially people that we know, that would just be like, really, did that seriously just happen? Is Big Ben really going to retire with ring number seven? You know, but I mean, it would be so great because we could just sit there and just be like, ah, you know, I don't know if our board works while we're on, uh, on their show, but we can try it. You know, I mean, it would, it would just be phenomenal. But, you know, I, I'm a little optimistic about this game. I want the Steelers to win, obviously, just to show, shove in the face of everybody that doubt us. But they are the Chiefs, and we have to take that into account. Listen, we'll be shoving it into our own face because we doubted them from week number, I think, 11 on because we haven't played great football. And, I, have not. and the Chiefs blew us out before, and they didn't just blow us out. They spanked our ass. <laughs> well, they spanked us pretty good. And well, the coincidental thing is, you know, with both teams, you know, we're both, you know, the Eagles are playing the Bucs and Steelers get a rematch against the Chiefs. So, you know, sometimes these games shift differently than what they were in the beginning during the regular season. It's happened that way in the past. That is happened definitely in the past, and I'm putting up the past. And again, when you guys, if you guys are talking, unfortunately, I get a lag delay here as far as the audio. So I'll, I apologize for that. But Sean says, What's up, guys? I want to see Gainwell in the oh, slot. Sure. Rayer, who also give Hunley some more carries as well. Key to the game, run the ball. Everybody keeps saying run the ball. And I, I believe that would be the, the case, but I want to get to Pittsburgh here shortly as well. And Sean follows up with, I still say the weather they're calling for. Uh, yeah, it's. Rainy, windy for the most part, but it keeps saying it's going to get better. So we'll see exactly what's going to happen. Hopefully the rain will come in and we'll go in overnight and it'll be just fine. So I, I don't know. I'm going to take a wild guess and hope that everything will come through. That little clipper will move on. That way we can get the tailgate party tomorrow with Philly, Philly sports trips with 97.5 The Fanatic and everyone else involved kicked off without a problem. Today, though, it is 75 degrees out here in Tampa, Florida, and I cannot argue as far as the weather because it is absolutely phenomenal. Well, the thing of it is, you know, tomorrow, right now, the Eagles got five running backs on the roster. They got activated Jason Huntley, Austin Scott, Miles Sanders coming back with that broken hand, Jordan Howard. Who's the, yeah, drawing a blank. 
Did you say Miles and Kenny Gain and Kenny Gainwell? My mistake. Except right now, the Eagles got five guys right now that can run the ball, but I don't know if all five will be activated. Because right now, as an update came through just a little before we came on the show, Jordan had Jordan. No, I'm sorry, Josh Wet is questionable, and so so is Nate Herbig as far as illness, but not COVID related. So I, I'm sure Josh Wett will play. So I mean, they definitely need Josh Wett on that end, on that opposite side of uh, Derek Barnett. But that's where we're hoping for to see exactly what ends up happening. And again. We'll, we'll get a little more into a little bit later on. Uh, Mike says, looking good. See you guys soon. Go Eagles. Rory is, we are your Philly of the South here. Angels and uh, great banner out. just on the other side here. So no one can miss out exactly where we are. But I want to get back to my brothers from another mother here from Steel City Renegades. And I want everyone to check out Steel City Renegades on Facebook, number one. Number two, please visit redlineradioLLC.com. Um, you can request a particular song if I do remember correctly out there as they do have their radio station set up and you can also hear and view all their shows which is a great lineup and they continue to add more and more to not only Redline Radio side but the Redline Banner side and I appreciate and love very much because we've had so much fun the first season for Steel City Renegades and as I lead into that the big thing is I did mention and it almost did happen to both of you guys, the Steelers could have almost pulled off the division at the very end. Thanks to Cincy winning, right? Unfortunately, came up one game short. But I've been hearing this week on the media, are we seeing the Steelers of old, meaning some people are believing that they can take on KC and beat KC. So I want to start with you guys. Either Dave or Lee, you guys can take the lead on this one first. But do we see the Steelers moving on past KC? You want to start, Dave, or you want me to start? Go ahead, Lee. You could start, and then I'll go. All right. So, I mean, we we've seen this before. I mean, they came into Super Bowl Forty with a very similar record, very similar situation when Jerome Bettis was retiring, you know, and Ben came up to them and said, "Hey." Let's win this one for Jerome. Let's give him the send-off he deserves. And I'm wondering if almost like the same thing isn't happening this time. Isn't happening again. Like, I mean, we all know that history tends to repeat itself. And when it comes to the Steelers, it's always when somebody prominent is getting ready to leave the team. I would love to see the Steelers of old come in here and whoop uh, whoop on KC, especially get some re revenge for that 36-10 shellacking earlier in the season. It would be awesome. You know, I mean, could we see it? I mean, when we went to Pittsburgh for the final home game, you know, for Ben, uh, you know, we all thought the Browns were probably going to whoop them then. And then they turned around and did a 26-14 whooping on the Browns. And, I mean, it caused uh, uh, the midget that wears number six for that team that plays in first energy to decide to go and get soldier, shoulder surgery that he needed since game two of the season. So, I mean, stranger things have happened, and especially with the Steelers. So, yes, I'm very optimistic that they might be able to pull this off. But where do we go after round one? I mean, Lee, get... Lee, abs absolutely. Lee, absolutely. And, you know, anything is possible any given Sunday. But we're not up against that 
Indianapolis Colts team this time. We're up no. against the powerhouse, the, the defending AFC champions. How ironic is it to have them in your first playoff or your first or Ben's last playoff game? Right. I mean, maybe his last playoff game. Let me reword that because you don't know. I mean, hopefully they go in with some kind of offense because we know how the Matt Canada offense runs, uh, <laughs> dink and dunk, and I'm not happy about that. And Najee, we don't know if Najee's playing because elbow hurt last week or two weeks ago uh, against the team that plays in first energy. And there's a lot of talk that Juju Smith-Schuster might be back. I mean, he made his first practice this week, and uh, we'll see what's happening with that. But in order for us to beat – this Chiefs team. You have to allow Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes, but you can you can still beat them. You gotta double team Tyreek Hill and not let Kelsey break away from these guys and get touchdowns. You can't do that because if you do that it's gonna be a blowout. I was telling Lee at lunch. We need to score 10 points at least in the first quarter. If we're down 14-10, I'm okay with that. Our defense has stepped up the, la the last couple games to put us in spots where we can win. Uh, T.J. Watt is, is on a mission, man, so he should be defensive player of the year. He should be, but that's yet to be determined. Hopefully we're here talking on uh, next week about the Steelers, but if not, you know, I didn't think they would make the playoffs. I didn't want them to make the playoffs, but you're here. I mean, you have a chance. Do I think it's a big chance? Absolutely not. I think it's a small, small chance, an 8% chance that they – that they beat Kansas City in Kansas City. But if they do that, that is a big boost of confidence. If you do that in Arrowhead versus that high-powered offense, the sky is the limit there. The sky is the limit. Uh, the other game, uh, I want the Raiders to beat Cincinnati. I'm a Raiders fan. That's my second favorite team. I was hoping for them last week to go out and beat uh, my boy Justin Herbert, but it took us to overtime. And, and let's talk about the bonehead play of the year, okay? Bonehead play of the year. Both teams were going to go to the playoffs. All you had to do was do the tie, and Staley calls a timeout. Calls a timeout and sends Pittsburgh to the playoffs. Thank you, Staley. We appreciate your gift. Hopefully your gift takes us to the Super Bowl. Do I think we'll win? I mean, do I want us to win? Yes. Do I think we will? I don't think so. I don't. Well, we'll see here now. I want to pause you guys here for a second only because and something just went down. There you go. So one thing is a couple comments here that I want to make sure I quickly get to. And it's hard to see here with the shadow coming off. But I did say, didn't see where Rick Marcus is saying uh, where the Eagles are landing estimated at 3 o'clock here. American Airlines 97.45. Uh, so, Kathleen, as always, from Eagles Mania, Fly, Eagles, Fly. And I did see John Wagner did. Okay. Kathleen also says that I believe the Eagles wear down the Bucks defense, keep Brady off the field, run the ball. Eagles 27-24. And, John, I, I, this is a comment I want to get back to. This is uh, where Pep Rally. So, the Pep Rally is here. Well, yeah, Pep Rally is here at Tampa Joe's 93-16 Anderson Road. And if you guys can see the camera I have up there, I've been switching back and forth. That's where the pep rally is going to be out there, where the tent and the barricade is. So the DJ just arrived to get ready to set up. That starts at 3 o'clock, along with the John Kincaido. 
So I want to make sure you guys know that over there to my left, as you guys can see, I guess it will be towards your right. That's where the actual pep rally area is going to be. Then the other camera I had set up is where the outdoor patio is. And then you got the bar restaurant on the inside. So I want to make sure that everybody knows exactly what's going on. Also, Tim Buck, too. Thank you for tuning in. I do see you. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Dylan says, of course, go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And just see what else he said. <laughs> nah, I'm about to get into it there. But E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles fly, Eagles fly. Kathleen, let's go Eagles. And here's the other comment here by Dylan. He says, the Eagles will be looking to the, like the British Army, the Pirates of Caribbean. Mm. <laughs> oh, the ship gets hit by the cannons and sinks. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. I appreciate Scott, it. Scott, kind of funny. Your ship's going to go down when those cannons go off and go down like the Titanic. With exactly. Tom Brady driving it right into the iceberg. We'll, we'll see, see you next year. John Wagner says the birds. I'm not supposed to be. Uh, I'm not supposed to be where they are today. I'm going to go great next year for them. It's going to be great next year for them with three first round picks. That is absolutely true, John. Absolutely true. Al, what's Big going on? And Sean says if Joshua doesn't play Sunday, who do you think needs to step up on the defense? I'm going to go with Milton Williams. Sean, we're going to answer that here in a second. We're going to go back here to uh, our guys out there in Pittsburgh. But I listen. Dave, I agree exactly with what you said. I think we've talked about it over and over on Still City Renegades. And by the way, you guys can watch the show tomorrow night from 6 to 8 before the Pittsburgh KC game. So tune in to Redline Radio over on Facebook, 6 to 8, Still City Renegades. And I will say I will try to make it out there. Of course, we're here at 1 o'clock over at the game at Ray J. So hopefully I'll make it home in time to – get on with you guys because if i'm not at the game then i'll be back here at tampa joe's and then as soon as the game's over i'm beeline back home so i can make sure i get on there with you guys but as far as getting back to the steelers here it's the same way we've talked about our deal all season long and we saw what ben have done that ben thought he was going to play his last game at heinz field what was that week seven 16 because the last game was on the road correct yep yep we played so that uh, that's true so you figured that he was going to play his last game. He's been fortunate enough to see yet another game. And we've seen the Steelers, just like the Eagles almost simultaneously, is a stagnant first half. In order for both of these Pennsylvania teams to be able to move on, it's going to have to be a stronger first half than the comeback second halves. And the only reason why I say that, because along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we've seen the same exact things. The Tampa Bay has either started out really strong in the first half and then followed up in the second half, or it's been where it's been a slow start first half. And again, Tom Brady and crew come back on the second half. So I think, and Lee, I'm going to you know take this over to you here. Coming off the the win that they've had, in order to make it into their playoffs, we saw that it almost ended up in a tie, which would have been utterly ridiculous, I think, because it basically would have been for the Steelers that would have been out. I would hope that obviously the Raiders weren't going to do that, and they turned around and decided to kick the field goal. But I think that would have been a major insult. I think in the NFL altogether, if it would have been one of those things, they still would have been in regardless of when it came to the tie. But thank God they end up pulling off the win so the Steelers can get in there. So what do we need to see from this, I can't even say high-powered Pittsburgh offense, just like the Eagles, but what do we need to see from the Steelers here in the first half? In the first half, we need to see what we haven't seen for most of the season, and that's them scoring points uh you know i think the first game that i saw them score points in since the middle of the season was the game against cleveland and pittsburgh other than that i mean we 
Basically, it needs to be the, st- the uh, like we've been saying all season, the, the tale of two Steelers teams. We need that Steelers team that always shows up in the fourth quarter to show up for four quarters of football, not just that mm. final quarter, or else the, the Chiefs are going to put a shellacking on us yet again. And I really oh. don't want to see Ben go out like that. I'd like to see Ben get some kind of hoorah. But I mean, like Ben said, uh, and, and he said in the fan in Pittsburgh, we're 12-point underdogs. We're not even supposed to be here. We're just going to have fun. And hopefully that fun translates to points. Come on. As, as your leader and you going out, you should not be saying that, Ben. Come on, dude. Like any team has a chance in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs. I mean, you shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, are we not supposed to be there? Absolutely, we're not supposed to be here. But come on, Ben. You are the leader, the man of this team besides the head coach. They look up to you. You should have never came out and said that. It pissed Deontay Johnson off. It pissed off some people in the locker room. Don't say that, dude. Any given Sunday, you can beat that team. How we do it is you execute on offense early. You get in the end zone early. None of these field goals. Every time you're in the red zone, you have to put put it in, in, in there for six points. You can't do that. You got to pull out all stops. You can't be there if it's a fourth and four and, and you're down five, six, you got to go for it. Take your chances. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So don't be conservative on play calls. Push it down the field now. I mean, Ben, you're going to have to play one of your best games. And if you can't do it, Ben, then sorry. Your swan song is over or your swan, swan song is over. You had a great career. You, you just got to play all out. You, you got you got to take this team, put it on your back, and carry them through the playoffs if you can beat these guys. You can beat them if you play the proper way. Matt Canada, you got to mix these guys up. You got to get Deontay Johnson involved. If Juju's playing, you have to get Juju in the middle of the field because we can beat them in the middle of the field. Defense, you can't allow these guys to get 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 yard catches. Pringle beat us last time. So did uh, uh, number 11, Robinson, and so did uh, Tyreek Hill. You can't, they have all the offensive weapons. We have just, if, if not better weapons, we have weapons that are capable of having big games. If Juju comes back and has a big game, that's what this team needs. That's confidence. He's your leader for the wide receivers. We've been talking about it all year since he left. Who are they going to sign? Who are they going to sign? You just got to take it one play at a time, one down at a time, one quarter at a time, because you never know what can happen. But Ben, as a leader, you should never come out and say that. Don't give up on your team and say, hey, we don't have a chance in this. Well, anybody's got a chance on any given night. All you got to do is execute the plays, and hopefully Mike Tomlin woke up from his nap that he missed the uh, final minute of the game, and he made these guys practice this week. Hopefully. We'll see. Listen, all all strong and good points, I will say, because you're absolutely on point as far as what's staying there. And then again, we're we're hearing all kinds, and and the offseason is not even here yet. But we're hearing all kind of swirling rumors with Aaron Rodgers and what was supposed to be to the Steelers maybe going somewhere else. But again, I'm not even going to go there in that route because I think what's going to actually happen is I believe that Aaron will end up in Pittsburgh. I think it comes down to, again, the relationship between Mike Tomlin and himself. But I think there's going to be a lot of good talks. The only thing that I wonder, guys, 
is let's just say hypothetically, obviously we want the Eagles to win here so they can move on. But what happens, let's just say, if Green Bay ends up winning the Super Bowl, at that point there's two questions. One is that he decides to retire and rise off to the sunset or then do 31, well, 30 other teams, maybe in the NFL, come calling. Here's how I look at that, and I'll let you go real quickly after me. Here's how I look at that. If he somehow, some way takes the Packers to the Super Bowl, I think he still leaves, and he's given everything he could to Green Bay and say, hey, I got you guys a Super Bowl. I've done everything I could here. Now it's time for me to move on. That's just my right. opinion with Aaron, what, what I think with Aaron, because Aaron's different. You never know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. I still think he leaves Green Bay. There's a lot of talk that he, him and Ted Thompson has uh, reconciled and came to an agreement. But, you know, you drafted Jordan Love. What are you going to do? I, I, I mean, you could trade Love and probably get two first-round draft picks from him. Mm. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Or is Aaron going to retire and just go take the seat at uh, Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- that's a huge point, too. I, I keep forgetting about the, the Jeopardy thing. But, um, you know, we had Adam Bittner from the uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on our show last week, which was originally going to be the season finale until, obviously, what happened in the Raiders-Chargers games ha- happened. Um, but, uh, you know, he was saying that Pittsburgh is looking really high on Mason Rudolph still. And then, Lee, I'm walking out of studio after you said that. I, hey, don't, don't shoot the messenger, man. Shoot the guy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, mm. dude. I mean, Chipper and I had this look on our face like, are you effing serious right yeah. now? I mean, we <laughs> we cannot move forward with that guy. No, no. Yeah, so, go ahead, Lee. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, you know, so, I mean, I mean, if that rumor is correct, that I think would be one of the biggest mistakes that the Steelers could ever possibly make would be to hand the, the, the keys to the kid over to Mason, I hit people in the head with my helmet, Rudolph. Or I get hit in the head with my own helmet. Yeah, not to call you off, guys, but I mean, hasn't Mason Rudolph been there a couple years now? I mean, backing up yep. Big Ben. Yeah, and I mean, he has, and I mean, you know, but I mean, when we were looking at the preseason, it looked like Dwayne Haskins was outperforming mason rudolph which was shocking to us that mason even got the number two spot we were hoping it was going to be Dwayne haskins hey fuji let me ask you this question real quick you brought up a point about him being there for a little bit how'd that work out for landry jones <laughs> landry jones is the is the er, mason rudolph is the next coming of landry jones so do you guys I, I will i will personally drive to pittsburgh pick up Mason and take him anywhere he wants to go outside of Pittsburgh. Oh, I mean, besides the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, you know, all these rumors you hear this time here, end of the season, who else do you think the Steelers may have in mind to go after? I mean, via the draft or free agency trades? There, there, good, good question on there. There's a few yeah. points, and I know Lee has his 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 people, and I have mine. Here's what I would ultimately like to happen. If it happens, it happens. Aaron Rodgers is my one A. Okay. If we can't get Aaron, then we somehow, some way, try to get Russell Wilson. If we can't get Russell, then we keep going down the line. Kirk Cousins, number three. 
Derek Carr, number four. And number five, who I think still can end up in Pittsburgh. And I think with the weapons we have, running game, wide receivers, sign another wide receiver, keep this name in mind. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh next year. Drafting Kenny Pickett or getting a quarterback, in, uh, another quarterback late in the first round, and him sitting behind him for a couple years and learning the Matt Cannon offense. Because as Chippard said, and I know that me and Lee have talked about this, this is an RPO offense that does not fit Ben. Have we seen the best of uh, Matt Canada's offense? No. No. But here's my thing. If you have an RPO offense, you have a scrambling quarterback on your roster. Dwayne Haskins, who's got a big arm. If you need to push the ball down the field, why can't you bring him in for a couple plays? Why? I don't get it. Why can't you bring him in for a couple plays, push the ball down the field, let him scramble, get out of somebody's uh, – these sacks, take some pressure off Ben, give him a couple couple plays, see what he can do. I mean, you're not losing nothing by giving him a couple plays. You're not gaining nothing either. We don't know what the kid has. We, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's one thing, you know, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is a name that's definitely on my list. But uh, Tom Fogarty here says, do you think Pittsburgh would take Pickett? And then right Absolutely. underneath that, Sean uh, Kilrain says, I see the Steelers drafting Riddle. Or Ritter from uh, Cincinnati. Ritter. I'm thinking Batman Riddle. Over Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I see Pickett, you know, because he's the pick guy. I think he would fit really well in Matt Canada's uh, offense. But Ritter would definitely fit this offense, too. That, like we were talking about, that RPO-style offense, it definitely does uh, fit a more mobile quarterback. Dave? Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. I mean, you got to have a quarterback now in the NFL that's mobile. That can give you two things. He can run and he can throw the football. If you can't get both of that, then you don't have the right quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks that came out. Even Marcus Mariota. Keep an uh, eye out on him. Marcus Mariota would be my sixth choice. Uh, I, I mean... We don't know. I mean, Pickett. Oh, I won Pickett in the draft. I'd like to get Aaron Rodgers, but if you go and don't get Rodgers, I just named you five other quarterbacks that I think that can yeah. fit Pittsburgh and that we can afford. Yeah, uh, Sean actually did just ask it, uh, um, but yeah, we we said Aaron Rodgers for sure. Sean Watson. Uh, Kirk I'm on live. I'm gonna have you on your momentarily. And then what was the fifth? And Mitch Trubisky, and then I said uh, Russell uh, Wilson, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Mariota as well. Yeah, so I mean, any of the five quarterbacks that look like they're going to be up for trade um, or possibly even free agency, we're, I mean, obviously, we definitely would want any of those five. Um, but I mean, I definitely think we need to get one of those five and then draft Pickett as well, either Pickett or Ritter. Hey, guys, here's something that came out today, and I was reading this article. With Judy getting fired over in Houston, he's the one that wanted to get rid of Watson. Brian Flores is the front runner for that job. Flores wanted Watson in Miami. So yep. now does Watson stay in Houston? If he does, that changes the draft. That changes everything. I mean, it does, right. but I mean, at the same time, we still don't know what or how Houston feels about those uh, alleged Have alley. you heard anything? Have you no. heard anything? Okay. No, then it's exactly. Water. It's water under the bridge. Move on. Bring Deshaun Watson back out. There you go. 
I, I don't disagree with you, but no, I mean, I, I know I'm just. Telling you, <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't know how. NFL. Right? No, no, exactly, and that's the whole thing, and that's the one thing that we keep hearing. If the 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 Texans had decided to activate Watson, would the commissioner have stepped in and suspended him and put him on the commissioner's list? We don't know. So I think that's why it was a big risk for teams to try to take him this year. But next year, if the Texans do want to move on, get the hell out of Texas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if Pittsburgh, if you have the opportunity to get Watson, who would not want Deshaun Watson? Who would not want him? You put him with four or five teams in the NFL, they go to the Super Bowl. You put him with that New Orleans Saints team, they're going to the Super Bowl. You put him with that team that plays in first energy, they have the possibility of going to the oh. Super Bowl. Yep. You put him with who who else needs a quarterback? Minnesota? They go to the mm. Super Bowl from the NFC. You put I think there's a good amount of teams out there to want a quarterback. I mean Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, every, every every a lot of teams in this league are so desperate for a quarterback. They're probably willing to give up a king's ransom. You know, and, and you got to think, this would be the year to try to lock up as many quarterbacks as you can because in 2023, you have the USFL and the XFL both coming back. No, the and, USFL right. comes back this year. They start oh, in February, okay. the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're already doing commercials for it. Yeah, so, right. I mean, that that's just going to delude the quarterback pool even more. Well, we, well I'm I sure mean, anybody that was a journeyman could – Go to XFL or the USFL and get a job instantly. Yeah, you can take Mason Rudolph all you want. Bye. I mean, Landry Jones worked out pretty well for Seattle in the XFL. Touchdown, Tommy. Played in the XFL. <laughs> there you go. Tommy Maddox. Everybody Tommy forgot. Maddox. Big Ben yeah. took his took over for him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't forget about that touchdown, Tommy. Maddox. I mean, great pickup for us. He wasn't good as – I mean, he was decent for us. Got some playoff wins. Got a Super Bowl ring and an XFL ring. Kudos to him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't Denver Brock out of Dan Reeves draft. Yeah, I don't disagree with that comment at all from Dylan. What did he say? Uh, if Watson comes out still, he might get booed in Houston. Time to start over. Well, it could we'll be a possibility. We'll it's they definitely going to be an interesting offseason. Oh, for sure. And, you know, uh, Mike, if, if uh, Angel is not available tomorrow night, that uh, that uh, offer to you to come on Steel City Renegades is definitely still on the table. Yeah, definitely. But I, I'm seeing here as we're speaking, Q105 here, the local FM station just pulled in, and Jamie, the Philly sports guy, sports is guy. here as well. So, man. Boy, he talking about hold on for a second. Let me let me switch the cam here so the folks can see. <laughs> oh boy, now it's gonna get time to get fired up here. Uh, that it is. Maybe it's easier if I don't put them on so that somebody else can <laughs> put them on later. Give me one Somebody's second, Jim. Uh oh. Hey, you not? How the hell are you? Hey, talk to real quick. If you want to, I guess the headphones this way, so you'll be able to hear. Unless you want to keep going from there, the only thing is you won't be able to hear anybody. Uh, people, people call in and stuff. Oh, oh, everybody else is on. Yeah, everybody else is on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just as I'm thinking about this, I'm just going to leave them. Don't mess up that mohawk, though, bro. That thing's epic. Hey, you look like the missing link from the AWA. What's up, bro, man? How you feeling, brother? Pretty good. Ready to rock. Let's go. 
Uh, exactly, exactly. I'm just, get, I'm just getting warmed up here. Like I said, it's, it's just, it's a slow build right now. Exactly. Listen, the, the Philly sports guy. First of all, he represented not only that. First day one down here was a Wednesday night when you arrived. Uh, no, I, I showed up Thursday morning. So you got Thursday morning when he was here. Then you were here Thursday night representing yep. with Mike Klein, which he should be showing up here momentarily. Yep. On top of that, then we were out here yesterday morning with Fox 29, Chris Connelly. So that was fun yesterday morning. We ended up getting riled up with the six of us or so that were out here. These fans, PSG, have been filing in since like 1130 this morning. So this is just the folks that are out here right now. Could you imagine just over your right shoulder what's going to look like over there? It's going to be absolutely insane this place today. I fully expect it. Yeah, I, I feel like that we're going to be hitting somewhere around a thousand plus here. I mean, so everybody within, I, I was talking to somebody from Atlanta that just flew in, uh, Eagles fan. I, I mean, I know that a bunch of people were coming in from all over the place. That Dallas contingent was coming. Some of the Minnesota was contingent was coming. Some from all the way out west in like San Francisco area were coming in. So right. it's going to be crazy. So and everybody within the Florida area along with everybody from Philly sports trips and everything coming into town. It's going to be a blast. I expect, like I said, a thousand plus. Yeah, I think so too. The good thing is it's going to be in that even though we expect for the weather to kind of make the turn for the worst come tomorrow overnight, the beautiful thing is it is absolute wall-to-wall sunshine right now. 75 degrees down here in Tampa compared to Fuji. What would you say was back home about 20? Angel, you lost talking about 20, just for the rest of the show. Quit rubbing it in on the weather. <laughs> well, you guys are in Ohio, it's tw- right? It's 21 degrees here in Brea, Ohio. How far are you from Pittsburgh? Who cares? About two we hours. don't care. <laughs> hey, we do Unless care. you're talking we do about the Bengals. Yeah, you know, it's like, like it's nobody, nobody cares, cares about, about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. We do. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. We, 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 we shot, shot that hard here, but as we've seen here and, and we'll get some we'll foot back here to the Eagles here momentarily but we obviously tomorrow the pepperoni will be or sorry the tailgate party will be tomorrow uh, the time I get it hasn't been announced yet I think I'm waiting for Vince to see exactly what time that's going to end up kicking off 9.30 9.30 okay so for those who are going to be there tomorrow we're going to be at lot 14 which is directly across the street from Ray J so I expect for that to be probably even just as crazy hype as what will be here later on today after 3 o'clock as the official party kicks off here at 3. We're just doing a, the pre-kickoff party before everything ends up starting. But looking into the game tomorrow, we know that so far the conditions are supposed to be, I guess, not great for what's supposed to be expected. Everyone wants for it to rain, but it's coming in during the overnight and it's supposed to be done before the game starts. The tarp will be on the field, so I don't think it'll be as bad as everyone expects. The only bad part will be is the high winds come tomorrow because they're expecting 50-mile-an-hour gusts. So saying that, do we see the passing game from Jalen Hurts or do we see the run game come into play for tomorrow? I feel that they're going to start to try to do the run initially. I. 50-mile-per-hour 50, 50 wins, it's going to be even hard for Tom, even with his deflated balls, to be able to get that to receivers. So I think the run game is going to be important, and they're going to have to stick with it. I know typically, originally, that they, you know, their game plan in the first half is usually to try to pass the ball, and then they come out in the second half, and they usually run, and then they're usually successful with it. So 
I kind of expect that they're going to keep with that formula. I just hope that they don't get too far down against Tampa Bay because it's going to be hard to come back. Yeah, this is a team that is was there last year. Obviously, they're the Super Bowl champions. So we don't want to be able to get down by 14, 17 points going into the half because that's going to be too much of a margin to try to make back up again. But I expect that they're going to try to do running plays, and if they're not, if they're going to have to throw passes, it's going to be a lot of screens. Right. And, and Bruce Harris just talked about that he's not taking it the same way they did, obviously, when he beat him the first time around. He, it seems like the prepared plan that they have for them is a lot more contingent compared to, I guess, the, the, the win. They know that the Eagles have been different from the start that ended up having in the beginning of the season to where they were at the end of the season. We know that Nick also decided to pause the guys to say it, not to really take them out from the game, but he decided to give them the, the rest that they needed before they end up arriving here in just about an hour in Tampa. So, I would expect that this team being so well-rested and we're hoping that the first half would be better than what we've seen in the stretch coming in here. The bad part is, is that we have a strong first half. The second half for the Eagles hasn't been as strong as we've seen in the first half. So do we, we hope for a balanced attack, but do we see at this point that, the Bucs will end up matching because we've seen both teams that I discussed here with the guys before you arrived. We've seen both teams on the second half have bigger and stronger second halves. What do we expect from the Eagles as far as the first half? Are we expecting it to be slow or do we expect to be at least be a fast-paced offense? Now the guys that should be well-rested come into this game tomorrow. Uh, I'd like for them to go quick. I'd like for them to do no huddles and such. I feel like that they were really effective with that, especially in the first half. So I, I would hope that they come out and they start off by just going play after play after play after play. Try to get that defense worn down quickly. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I'd like to see Gannon, and I know that we've only blitzed about 18% of the time throughout the entire year. I'd like for him to go on that first drive. If we're going to get beat, you know, because Brady's going to get his, but if we're going to get beat, I'd like for him to blitz right away and get in Brady's face. But even if you don't go stick with it all that time and we get beat down the field and they score a quick touchdown, I want to show the blitz quick to get them a little bit off guard because they're used to seeing it's not blitzing at all. So get them a little off guard, change up their thought process a little bit, and then even if we fiddle back some, moving forward, that at least they got their mindset. They're like, oh, well, they're blitzing us, and, and we need to pay attention to that. Beyond that, I think that the fact that he said that the coach Arians was saying that he's coming, he's taking the Eagles differently, and he's going to set up with it for them differently, makes me think that he's going to start overthinking things. And I, I actually like that. So I'm ready. I'm ready for the Eagles to come in here and actually show Tampa a much different team, have them come at us a little bit of a different way, and who knows, maybe at the end of this, we're coming out with a W and heading on our way to Green Bay. No, let's, let's hold and see. Fuji, go ahead. Jim, as you were saying, as far as like on the offensive side of the ball, don't you think Nick Sirianni has to get these receivers involved more? I mean, obviously set up the run, but you got to get these guys involved. Uh, I'd like for them to do that, but my expectation is is that our our confidence is in our run game, and realistically, he only trusts Dallas and Devontae out, out there. So my expectation is that Devontae is going to get some of his. Dallas is going to definitely be the relief valve, and maybe Quez Watkins is able to break one or two. I'd love for him to be able to get that speed 
that speed is going to be a big deal. Tampa Bay has had that biggest problem with speed. And if we can get around the corners and do those things properly, do those wide receiver screens and have the offensive line pull fast enough to get out there and get to the second level, we're going to start to be able to show that speed and be able to move the ball against Tampa. Our biggest thing is getting into the red zone and scoring touchdowns, not giving up seven points for three points. we got to get our seven points. Well, it seems like to me the Tampa Bay defense, their Achilles heel is their secondary right now. So, as I said, why not against the run? Right. No, it would be good to do that. I just don't trust – I don't trust his arm more than I do his legs. You know, you know of course, I'm talking about her there. And we're just getting started. Exactly. Looks like the park's starting already. Hey, listen, we've been waiting for the party to start here. So, uh, basically, last week, when it didn't end up happening. So, for at least a loss, but the win for us, obviously. So, listen, I, I expect PSG, uh, again, this game, it, we know that Nick Sirianni, not what was expected from a lot of the naysayers originally. No one believed in Nick. They thought that they couldn't understand this whole concept of why they decided to hire Nick. I know now, as of late, we hear it in the film market. We hear it, obviously, in ESPN, NFL Network. The praises now Nick Sirianni is getting because it was a turnaround from the time he said, you know, let's bring out the fertilizer, let's plant the seed, grow that flower. And even though people thought that was funny when he had said it originally, now they're looking back at it. And a lot, even the NFL Network this week brought up that quote, and they're saying, no, as goofy as it may seem at the very beginning, now it makes a lot of sense. So Nick Sirianni, I'm glad to see what he's done with his team. I, you know, I didn't expect, I'll be honest, I expected at least a 9-10 win season, which they didn't, didn't end up doing. I didn't expect us in the playoffs only because it's a first-year head coach with no experience. But what we kept hearing about from Indy fans was that they were upset when Nick was gone. And now that he's finally here, again, he's getting those accolades that he deserves. Well, deserved one because he's built this team to gel. And we've seen it. I keep saying over and over again, this is the same team that we saw in 2016 when everybody was at the same shoes and he knew what the end result was going to be. So I'd like to get you know your take. If, let's just say, the Eagles do end up passing the Bucks, which we're hoping for come tomorrow at 1 o'clock, what does this run continue? And do the Eagles then pass the divisional round and work on that NFC Championship game? Well, uh, you got to take one game at a time. So right. let's go up to Green Bay. I'd love to be up at Green Bay next week talking to you about this thing, you know, where it's going to be. You know, but we got to take care of the Bucks first. We can't look past them. This, like I said, these are the Super Bowl champions that we are going up against, you know, the defending champions. So we're going to have to absolutely do whatever we can to get through this game. They did take the first game from us. We are a much different team. Like I said, the roots, the roots were just starting to grow back then. And now, now we got now we got something that's poking through the soil. Although we haven't even gotten we haven't even gotten our trunk yet. So I would like us to be able to poke through that soil a little bit, come out through the day. Just us being here is a win for us. So I'm taking this in a realistic sense. All these guys are going to get the playoff experience that they would not have gotten. I did not expect nine and eight to make the playoffs this year. So I thought that we were going to be on the outside looking in. So the fact that we're in here right now and we have the opportunity to dethrone the defending Super Bowl champions is already a win in my book. If we happen to win this game, that's just extra gravy on top. 
and then we'll worry about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers next week. Because every time we play Green Bay, something weird happens, and sometimes we, yeah, most of the times we're up on top. So I'll worry about that next week. This week I'm worrying about going to make sure I'm going to get in Tom Brady's head as much as possible. Let me ask you guys this question real quick. What would be the biggest upset? Pittsburgh beating Kansas City or you guys beating Tampa Bay? I would say Eagles beating Tampa Bay. Much, much bigger upset. Much bigger upset for the Eagles to do it. I, I, although Pittsburgh has got the, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, and you know, I don't expect that they're going to beat Kansas City. Uh, it would be very interesting to watch both of them move forward this week, and you know, knock out both Super Bowl contenders last year. You know, the participants. Uh, right. That that Pennsylvania comes out as a big winner. I mean, I'm not a big Pittsburgh fan. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my followers that follow me are Pittsburgh Steelers haters. They, they're definitely hating on me all the time. So I don't have any love for Pittsburgh. And if you want to start talking about, I know I switching sports. I hate the Penguins too, more just as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But besides that, you know, uh, if they both were to move forward, I think that that would be great for both teams. You know, I, I feel that. But out of out of the two, the Eagles are the bigger upset. That Pittsburgh is. We missed half of that due to the crappy Wi-Fi at the restaurant that you guys are at. Yeah, what did he say? No, so they're trying to be funny. They're saying that they missed half of that because of what you're saying. They're saying because no, of crappy we Wi-Fi. Seriously, did miss half. Seriously, of that. seriously. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you guys didn't joke around. They said they missed half no, of it no, only because of the Wi-Fi. Unfortunately, it's been a lag delay, so they missed. Hey, what part of half do you guys end up missing? Probably the unimportant part where I was talking about Pittsburgh being a halfway decent team. That's probably what you guys missed. So I, I, I'm saying that it won't matter. Kansas City's going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we're not going to. It's not going to even matter half of what I said. But it would be nice if both the Steelers and the Eagles knocked out both of the both of the teams that played in the Super Bowl last year in the first round of the playoffs. And the Eagles would be the bigger upset. Hey, you're you're absolutely right. We we ain't as good as we as we should be. We're not even supposed to be here. We got lucky. Like I said earlier, Staley gave us the uh, a gift. I mean, we got in the playoffs on, on, on a timeout called by the Chargers. I mean, we're not supposed to be here. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. We made the playoffs. We can put that in Ben's notch before he walks out of uh, Pittsburgh and, and goes home and, and sits on his couch and watches next year. But I, I don't expect us to win. Do I want us to win? Absolutely, as a fan. But, I mean, if we get – if both of us get past this, what happens if it's a Steelers – Very interesting. Yeah. Two wild cards duking it out for the state. Two number sevens. I mean, that would be before. like the first time ever that that happened. I, I mean, that's that's like a dream. Because truth of the matter is, is that when it really matters, the Eagles always beat the Steelers. Ooh. I know that the Steelers sometimes get a win here and there. But every time it really matters, the Eagles whip up on the Steelers. They are definitely... I know that you know when you get out to, towards Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, and they all think they oh, I got all those rigs and stuff like that. I think it's like they got this big case of penis envy.
<laughs> well, I'm gonna leave that one alone. You guys should take that one. Oh <laughs> uh, man. I mean, I'm in Ohio, so I mean, I don't really have that pencil tucky problem that you're talking about. So <laughs> we we just know what team to root for in this part of Ohio. We're like five minutes away from the Browns training facility, and we flip it off every time we drive past it. So let me ask you guys something. I I don't think I ever knew anybody in Ohio that was a Steelers fan. I'm oh, there's, sure there's tons of us out here. What makes you not like the Browns? Who? I mean, who? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, but let me ask this question: Do they do they have any thought process about Cincinnati? I know that it's on the other side of the state and what have you, but being from Ohio, does Cincinnati register anything? I'm gonna raise my hand right here. You see me? Can you see me? I raise my hand. No, I can't see you. Okay, so. I see. This guy right here picked Cincinnati to win the AFC North. He I picked did. us to win the North. Well, hey, there's a, thing about being, guys. there's a thing. There's a thing about being a diehard and being a realist too. So I want to just show you guys real quick. They come via trolley. Uh oh. <laughs> We're doing it all. Like your producer's real busy over there, Angel. Here comes the here comes the voice. John, what's up, Jamie? Hey. Got the ninety-seven five morning crew just showing up. Man, the boys like are showing up now. South producer, I'm gonna have full force. Yeah, it was she right here. You guys got a quick glimpse of uh, of yeah. the Bruce here on the side. Yeah. So she she's well, in the house here. Typical woman. <laughs> <laughs> Never that. So, getting back to to what we were saying here. So, oh, that's right. They were going off on uh, as far as the Steelers in, in Ohio, and then the, the actual envy here. Um, well, and then we talked about Cincinnati for a minute, and I, I, I first off, because it's the first game today, I, I'm actually rooting for Cincinnati. I like Joe Burrows. I, after I watched him get sacked and get pummeled by the Eagles, and he kept getting up and shaking it off. That guy's going to be a real good player for a long time. And I'm rooting for him today to break the 31 years nine of Cincinnati not having a playoff win. And that ends the day with Joe Burrow. Hey, listen, listen, I'm a Burrow fan. I, I don't, I'm not as big a hater for Cincinnati as I, as I am for that team that plays in first energy. But my second favorite team is the Raiders for one reason and one reason only because I'm a big Bo Jackson uh, buff. So I like Bo Jackson. He played with the Raiders. I think the Raiders win this game. I think they they beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati has uh, has not played good of late, but in 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 the Raiders' defense, you better go stop Jamar Chase. Yep. Stop him. Stop Jamar Chase. Put three guys on him. Oh, do what yeah. you got to do. Put three guys on him. But if guys definitely wins, rookie of the year. No, that if that Cincinnati is. wins. I wouldn't be mad at all. That's true. No, you, yeah, and I you mean, have to stop him. Yeah, surprise, absolutely right. You can't, you can't disagree when it comes to Jamar Chase. There's no way. And, and same way with Cincinnati. I would have never, honest to God, as I and, and PSG, you know this, but from Steel State Renegades, when I told the guys before the, the, the actual season started, it was that Pittsburgh would actually end up taking a division, and they only lost it because since he ended up winning the week before. But to beat Cleveland, which is finally to get themselves into the playoffs, and obviously we need to make sure there wasn't a tie at the very end of the season for him to make it in. But 
Cincy, a very surprise start to wait and finish for that matter. But they're not done yet as far as getting the job done, what they need to get done. So Cincinnati could be a great possibility that they could make a run here for the AFC. Well, that they're talking about that being a dark horse as a, you know, going to the Super Bowl. I don't know that they're that strong. I think that they take a really big step here. They get to the second round. Right. And I think that Joe Burrows, Joe Burrows learns a lot figures out exactly what he's going to need to do to move forward. And, you know, next year, look out that Cincinnati's going to be, especially with Ben Roethlisberger being out of Pittsburgh. I don't think Cleveland is as close as they think that they are. And, you know, who else is in that division? I don't even know. Uh, the Ravens. The Ravens who aren't, uh, you know, keep going forward. For, you know, instead of the extra point, over two. Yeah. It's true. Now, the other thing that I, I want to mention here real quick, Cleveland, obviously at this point they have to figure out what they're going to do. They keep either they keep Baker Mayfield and keep believing in him to see exactly if you can get him to the promised land. I believe he, that he can. I mean, other than I don't know who Cleveland if they decide they want to draft a quarterback this year, and there's not much coming out of this draft class this year. So does Cleveland stay with Baker or do you move on from Baker Mayfield? My personally, I stay with Baker. I, I think that he's. What was hurt this season, what? and what? that what? affected a lot of what he was doing. What? Yeah, I say you stay with Baker. He's oh, Plus, he's made good. that his home. I've seen all these commercials where he's shaving in the bathroom and doing all that <laughs> stuff, getting coffee. Right, you, That's his you, house. You take yeah, he's you not going to move out of his house. He's you living under the confines of Jake by the by that stadium. He's living yeah. under. He's living underground, behind the scenes. I would give him another year and, and yeah, figure it out from there. I, I don't think you move on from him this year. You're not going to get a quarterback out of this draft that's going to be able to start off really well. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson to go to Cleveland. You're not somebody who likes being in there, who wants to win, and I feel that that's hard to find in Cleveland. Oh, plus, he's coming off that shoulder injury, too, that he played through. Hey, I, got, I got three letters for you guys, okay? And I want you to spell it out with me. B-U-M. He's a bum. Uh, I, I take him over some of the trash in the NFL. Just some of these, some of these quarterbacks are flat-out garbage. So, so, all right, so, so I've, I've been reading, reading something, something today. today. That there's a possibility that Gardner Minshew could make his way into the AFC Central. Who? That there were two teams that were interested, possibly. The Steelers and the Browns. True. Would you take Gardner Minshew? He's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't got a problem with Minshew. All right, so, so Gardner Minshew's okay, and... Baker Mayfield's a bum? Yes, yes. Well, uh, I, 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 I need to figure out I need to figure out your football credentials because as of right now, I would say that you are way off base and, and just not making much sense. But that's okay. Hey, everybody's a bit, you know, can have their own opinion. I'm just, just do not think that Baker Mayfield is worse than Gardner Minshew. Baker Mayfield is not an NFL quarterback. He's not a top 20 quarterback. Well, that's where I'll leave it at that. Let's, uh, 
PSG, mm. thank you for your time as you're representing their Philly Sports Trip there on the jersey. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to Philly Sports Trips for making all this possible, along with the collaboration with us and Philly, uh, Philly to South, obviously Tampa Joes. But thank you. Don't go anywhere too far, though, because I'm going to bring Jamie on here momentarily, so don't go too far. Absolutely. Bring Jamie on. I'm, I'm going to drink my beer. Go, Birds! Yeah. See you, PSG. Thanks for coming on. Probably didn't hear me. Yeah, dude. What? He didn't hear. All right. All right, Angel. With, coming up with, here uh, that, I, momentarily. He's going to be too. We got a couple of things we got to get ready because I'm supposed to be on at four today instead of four yesterday. Yeah, he's going to get a rack so he can clean up the makeup yeah. there. <laughs> Is this your mobile that, unit? Yeah. Nice. I have usually on the second screen here. I I have it turned around with the uh, as far as everything else here, but unfortunately because I I usually have everything set up over here, and then I have I'll spin around that way everybody can kind of see themselves along with the webcam. But because I was having a problem with the Wi-Fi here originally, I couldn't get everything set up the way I wanted to. So next year, hopefully, they'll end up they'll end up getting it on. Second, I will. Shine us off. Not yet. Angel, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take off too. All right. Thanks, fellas. See you guys. Take right, care. Good luck tomorrow, tomorrow night. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, from the John Cage show that you guys can hear from six to ten Monday through Friday on ninety-seven-five, the Fanatic in Philadelphia. If you guys have the iHeartRadio app, you can listen right through iHeartRadio. You can listen through the exact website. Take a link from there. But with that being said, we have one of the hosts here with Jamie Lynch. Jamie, first of all, welcome to Tampa. Yeah, the uh, weather here does not suck. That is confirmed. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous day. It's pretty awesome. What's going on, Jamie? How are you? Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you. I said, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Mike, Mike, turn turn your volume up a little bit, Mike, so you can hear you a little bit better. There we go. Hello. Hey, hey, Jamie. (laughs) All right, there we go. No, yeah, so Tampa is gorgeous. This is awesome being down here. I will say thank you for coming on. Nice to meet you. Oh, my pleasure. It's, That's uh, Mike Fuji, our co-host. Yeah. But uh, listen, it, yesterday, obviously, with the broadcast here yesterday morning from yeah. 6 to 10, you guys, as you talked about the sunrise coming up here from the east, and then you guys were able to see the sunset last night. If you made it out. Did you guys end up going out to uh, the lighthouse? Yeah, we went to the lighthouse on your recommendation. That's a cool little area down there. Uh, I was. I had a beer in my hand and sitting by the water. I was in heaven. You can't beat this. I'm going to tell you this much. I miss Philly at times, but <laughs> being down here for the last three years, this is why you want to be down here. Because in January, 75 degrees. Right? You can't get any better than this. No. And this is the only month that we get a break from like the super hot weather. Because come February, this is like where you guys are at right now. This is about the only two weeks in the actual entire winter month. We're actually cooler than usual. Normally, we're looking at about 80 degrees. In February, we'll start hitting the 80s. By March, we're already close to 90 degrees. And it's a heat wave all the way through until like October, November of next year. Wow. So I was talking to my wife back home, and she said it's about 15 degrees today. So she was quite jealous. (laughs) I'm up up in Philly, and it's it's in the low 20s as we speak. (laughs) Yeah. This is bad down here. 
there's there's nothing worse than cold air. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are down here where it's nice and warm. Now, I'm, you guys going to be on here from 3 to 5 this afternoon, correct? Yeah, we're going to be broadcasting here 3 to 5. We're going to be hanging out for the entire pep rally until 7. Uh, I know our buddy Trey Thomas is coming by, so that'll be great. Uh, really looking forward to seeing all the Birds fans down here. Man, Absolutely. As I've been telling everybody here on the broadcast that we started, we got here about 11 o'clock. The first set of fans started showing up at 11.15. <laughs> so you talk about some diehard fans. I mean, they're waiting for this to be set up out here. Yeah. So then we can put the cage animals out here. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a whole different story. And I will tell you this much. Obviously, from your visit down here to Tampa Joe's, obviously, it's a, a beautiful bar and restaurant down here in it Tampa, is. Florida. But I, I will say that the fan base down here is completely different from the lake. Now, you get times where you can get rowdy, especially on the inside of the bar when it comes to game day. So tomorrow, because everyone will be at the game, you guys won't be able to see it. But you get the same kind of field mentality down here, even with the local fans that have you know, transplanted from Philly and Jersey and Delaware. The expectation for tomorrow, taking that same fan base that lives here and turn it over to Ray J., we're hoping the same feels and the same vibes that we get from the link. And the only difference is, is that it, it tends to be a little bit quieter, but let that game get a little bit, I would say, under control instead of over control. Then we're going to see the actual true fans out there at Ray J. So we hope that everyone's here today, and we hope that everyone, uh, if you're drinking, please Uber Lyft. Do not yeah. get caught down here, because in, in Florida, your first offense, 75 years on your license. Woo. So it's a tough one. But I want to get your take, because I know you guys are going to be going here shortly. What do you expect out of the Eagles tomorrow? I expect a hard-fought game. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball extremely well. I think Sirianni did a complete 180 and, and realized what the strength of this team is. I don't see him getting away from that in this situation. Uh, part of their best defense might be to keep the running game and time of possession in their control. And, you know, it, Miles Sanders is a big question mark with his hand. How is, how is he going to be handling the ball? So we'll find out. The Josh Sweat news is kind of concerning that he didn't practice yesterday. That's yeah. a real bummer because, you know, I'm not revealing any secrets here. you got to hit Brady to have a chance. So he's probably your best natural pass rusher right now. And that's that could be a huge loss. But I expect a hard-fought game. I think they're going to come up just short, but I think there's going to be a ton of positive learning experiences for the coaches and a lot of these young players. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think Tampa's pumped that the Eagles are here. Um, I, I think Tom Brady doesn't underestimate anyone, and I think he knows it's going to be a hard-fought, running, smash-mouth style of game. Jamie. You know, one thing Rob Motti was asking a question uh, to Tom Brady, I think it was yesterday afternoon, and he said, what a lot of fans been talking about, I guess, over the years, is that he never shook Nick Foles' hand yeah. after Super Bowl was over. And he almost tried to shrug it off like, hey, listen, we know sometimes it can be a big sportsman, sometimes not. But he said, you know, I did shake his hands multiple times. He just never yeah. said it. He shook it at the very end. But we're hoping, as I said before on the show here, that it's starting to kind of feel like 2017 all over again, even though we hope that the Eagles are going to pull off the victory tomorrow. But we know it's a long road to get back to what the Eagles need to be, whether it be in L.A. or Dallas at this point, and however they're going to play in the Super Bowl. But I hope that at least what we can see from the Eagles, we need that first strong first half. Yeah, because absolutely. They can't get off. I mean, that Giants game, even Washington – down the stretch those first halves you can't put those up against brady and expect to get a win uh so that's crucial the the first half is crucial in this game jamie uh, uh, jamie is your prediction still the same as what you said yesterday yeah i kept i said 32 24 
Tampa Bay. Uh, I think if they keep them below 30, I think they got a really good shot. I'm a little right. worried. We'll see what the weather is. Apparently, it's supposed to stop right before game time now. Um, some winds are expected, which might hurt hurts more than it does Brady. Um, so we'll see. He's going to have a couple big runs. I think it's going to be hard fought, and they'll come up just short. But you know, I hope I'm wrong as always. So we'll see. I mean, it, it could be. Hopefully, the weather will pass. Now they keep saying it's going to get earlier and earlier as it passes through. So maybe even before the tailgate party starts, hopefully it'll blow just overnight. That way, come tomorrow morning, everybody will be just fine, especially when it comes game time. But we've seen the Eagles be able to play just fine in wet weather. Tampa, the only experience they had this year collectively as a team was when they played the Patriots. And that was even a nail-biter then. So the fair weather, for as far as when it comes to Tampa, doesn't bode that well. And now they're on their turf. Don't forget the last time we've seen, and this was the NFC Championship matchup, so it's not like the walk-out weekend, was when Tampa came to the vet and took care of business then. Uh, so we're hoping that this time around yeah. is more victorious for the Eagles. Yeah, and look, the NFL's weird. Washington gave Tampa probably their hardest game last year in the playoffs. And was Taylor Heineke was there at the end with a chance to win. So you never know. And Jalen Hurts might shock the world and have a phenomenal game and go toe-to-toe with Brady. We'll see. It's going to be awesome. Well, Any so given Sunday. You're damn right. That's true. I want to, don't want to keep you too long because I know you have to get ready for your show as well. Uh, I don't know if John's going to have a moment or not because I see he already has the headphones on. And uh, Bob already had everything set up. I think it was like 12 o'clock when it was all done. I can go uh, get John for you for a couple minutes, I think. All right, yeah, if you don't, if you don't yeah. mind, I'd appreciate it. I'll go tag him out. <laughs> right, Thanks for having me on, guys. You, no problem. Great, for great on. job. Thanks for coming on. My, my pleasure. Anytime. And go birds. Exactly. Go birds. Now, as we wait now for the man in the hour here, John Kincaid, he's getting to tap out and see if he can come over. I believe I actually did hang out with John Kincaid about 20 years ago. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Well, you're about to find out if you did, if you did or not. So we'll find out. I know a good friend of his. Oh, yeah? Actually hung out with him, I believe, in Atlanta 2003. When the Eagles mm-hmm. went down and beat Atlanta. Well, we'll beat, find the, out. beat the Dirty Birds. Well, we'll see. Here it comes, man. All right. From the John Kincaid Show, once again, you guys can hear Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on 97.5 The Fanatic. Again, if you have the iHeartRadio app, you guys can listen in every Monday through Friday. And yesterday, John, as we were out here on the patio, and again, much gorgeous weather than it was yesterday. This is absolutely nice. And all the fans, if I keep saying over here in the podcast, is they start showing up at 11.15. That is absolutely awesome. We love hearing that. Yeah, it's, a, it's fantastic. But, John, listen, first of all, thanks for taking time before you guys go live here from 3 to 5. And I hear that today you're simulcasting with the Cuz, if I remember correctly. Uh, well, Cuz actually had uh, a, a little bit of an incident this morning, so he's not able to – he didn't get to work today. Oh, Cuz wow. and Mike will work together on Monday doing their shows together from 10 to 2. So a special edition because we got Sixers basketball in the afternoon. And Mike Missinelli was like, I don't want to be off the day after an Eagles playoff game. So Cousin Mike are going to work together, and we'll have our show. So it'll be a really big day on the Fanatic. So it'll be a lot of fun. That's good to hear. Fuji? John, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you for nice coming Nice to meet on. you, too. What's going on? Well, I know a good a good friend of yours. I believe we hung out back in Atlanta, 2003 Eagles-Falcons. Jeff Lubo. 
Oh, yes. Well, Jeff, absolutely. A very good friend of mine, his beautiful family. Uh, he, he's a lucky man. I don't know how he ever talked that beautiful woman into marrying him, but uh, she's stuck <laughs> around with him, I can tell you that. And they make beautiful children. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. What's your uh, what's your take for tomorrow as as we get down to this war to begin with Tom Brady in the box? I I bet the Eagles plus five and a half in the first half. I believe it's going to be a tight game. I don't believe they can hang with them for four quarters. I haven't seen enough out of this defense this year to believe that they can do that, and I don't have enough confidence in the offense enough to be able to create like four or five six, seven-minute drives to just bleed the clock and keep Brady off the field. So I said 34-23, but I think it's going to be a four-quarter game. I think so as well. Now, John, for those who don't know, because we have a lot of viewers here from the United States, also from overseas. So for the viewers that don't know, you were in Atlanta for many, many years before coming back to Philly. 25. What decided to bring you back to Philadelphia? Uh, The fact that they told me they could no longer afford me after COVID. How about that? Yeah, that's about crazy. That? How about two weeks earlier, the governor declared it Buck and Kincaid Day in the state of Georgia. And then two weeks later, they said, we can't afford you. Very this strange. World. Yes. So then I was a free agent. And there was no question that if all things were relatively equal, that where I would end up would be back home in Philadelphia. And that was always our intention, my wife and I, to get back to Philly at some point, and that's where we wanted to be. So it worked out beautifully. They actually did me a favor. I just had to find the right landing spot, and the Fanatic ended up being that landing spot, and I'm very fortunate to do so. Well, I will say this much. I think. Yeah, it is. You're right, Fuji. But I won't, as I told you yesterday, which I'll be able to say in front of fans here today, is that I really appreciate you coming back to Philly because it is different radio as you were we had the conversation off air yesterday and i love the fact that you can be you versus things being scripted or something else that we hear on normal radio stations and not you know not from 97.5 the fanatic or anyone else but sometimes you'll hear that script that it's become kind of like the same old same old and it's nice to hear that you guys especially hearing it yesterday how much different and how much more enjoyable that you can hear just like sean salisbury out there in, in houston my man sean and it's you know the great thing is is it it's much fun to listen to it's in depth don't get me wrong but at the same time when you guys are just being your natural selves you can really bring the elements in and you can suck someone in there and if you work from home it's hard i will say if you're watching youtube feed it's hard to do work and listen to you guys at the same time well angel what i'll tell you is is that one of my goals was i told both radio stations when they were talking to me about potentially joining them I was not going to do the typical Philly sports radio show. And if that's what they wanted me to do, don't hire me. Because I was going to go somewhere where I could put together the kind of show that I wanted to. I wanted an ensemble cast of people. I wanted a bunch of guys who weren't going to sit there and say, yeah, John, we agree with you, John. In fact, I wanted to seek out people who might be different than me, different age groups. We got Egan in it, you know, just relatively 30. You know, Jamie, 40. Bob and I in our 50s. We've got, we've got different thoughts. We've got different backgrounds. We've got different ideas. And we disagree a lot. But we want the show to be loose. We want it to be light. We don't want it to be angry. We don't want it to be a bunch of people bitching and moaning all day long. I don't think anybody wants that 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't think they want it. And I know you're about that, too. I mean, it's just give somebody in the morning something that just keeps them positive, keeps it together. 
and uh, it's a blast. It really is. And I tell you, I got a great crew to work with. Bob and Jamie and Pat keep me on my toes. They're a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun together. Yeah, no, it's true. It was fun with actually Pat making a shutter on back then. Back then yeah, we, we, we wouldn't have been on YouTube yesterday if you didn't give the ride back. That's, it's okay. Good thing they pulled up the time that I did in order to save it. But listen, we expect nothing but a, a you know, an Eagle saw crowd here. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can between this today and then tomorrow at the tailgate, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But soak in the warmth down here. I am going to. It is uh, my, I was hearing today it's 17 degrees. Back in it Philadelphia, was, right? It now. was this morning. It's like in the low twenties right now up here. Nasty, nasty, and uh, so there are many reasons I'm glad to be back in Philly. That is not one of them. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Nice to see you guys, and uh, great to you throw a great party, you guys. People want to come out for this, and the Philly sports trips people absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, definitely, and especially of course a shout out to you to Hooters and Pretzel Factory. So, John, thank you so much. Appreciate it. So. Obviously, having you guys can see here, John, being on today again, you can listen in to his station there, 975 The Fanatic. You guys can tune in Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. That way, you guys can hear everything that's going on. Good, brother. Good to see you. But it, it's obviously from 6 to 10 a.m. Here, John Kincaid show. Uh, the rest of the guys, because they're in close to showtime. I don't know if I'll be able to get Pat Egan or not over here. Pat is a is an interesting person. Love the guy because he says what he, what's on his mind, and he has no problem saying so. But it, it, it was fun yesterday to send them hanging out. It was fun with these guys, and, and we expect nothing but you know, basically oh, the best from all these guys. So we're hoping that you know, it turned out to be a, a great crowd. As we already see, the inside of the bar is already packed. The outside patio is already packed. It won't be long before the inside of the restaurant will be completely jammed up, and then the yeah. entire party will be over. It sounds like it's getting mobbed down there <laughs> just from the background noise on my headphones. Yeah. Well, I had to mute that bike, unfortunately, because I forgot I had the hot there. But listen, it, it's going to be a great time. I actually, I, I don't know if I can get that one Buck fan. I think he might have one friend that showed up to get his take to see what the uh, what he believes what the Bucks end up doing. But I'm trying to see if uh, I don't know if again, Patty or Bob can, can jump on real quick. Huh? They got about 15 minutes till they. Cooney. Bob Cooney, the guy with the hat on. Yeah, see if he can if he can make it over here. No, I haven't seen him yet. Vince there. Okay. Vince, no, Vince is not here yet. I haven't seen him yet. See, see if you can get Bob's attention. The guy, the Eagles hat. Yeah. Try and get Bob Coon's attention here before he jump on. Give me one of those Tampa... Tampa Joe's jerseys with the numbers on it. Yeah, I'm going to try to. What number? What number can you get me? Yeah, it is. Here comes Mr. Cooney. As he circled back. Trying to get everybody to squeeze in here before these guys get their show started. Again, a beautiful down here in Tampa. Beautiful, beautiful day. Almost kickoff. What's the temperature? What's going on? How are you? Great. All right, so we got the headphones on here. So let the fine folks know, Mr. Cooney, exactly who you are. I already know the radio station, but let everybody know that's tuning in here from overseas. 
Nikki oh, got her on. on mute. Yep, give me a second. Don't get with it. All right. Can you hear that now? I'm getting an echo too. Yeah, unfortunately, because the. the okay, okay we're good. Nice. No. All right, sorry. Andrew. How you doing? What's going on, buddy? Listen, yesterday, great day. Obviously, out here, as you guys got to see the sunrise and the sunset yes. out there from Tampa. So that's a beautiful thing. The yesterday, thank God, everything went flawless as far as the, the radio broadcast, which that was a lot of fun. Come yesterday, yeah, that was absolutely awesome. Uh, Chris Connolly, of course, being out here, being able to tape us to see, you know, what was happening, what was going on. But we know that tomorrow is an important day for the Eagles, as you guys will be breaking down here tonight from three to five, and then we have the beautiful pep rallies about to kick yeah. off here just momentarily. This is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, what a Listen, great, great place. I Looks hope amazing. you're enjoying the weather. Yeah, I, I got a call from my wife this morning. She said it was 12 degrees back at home, and I said, "Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the side where I am right now and, and go back inside because I feel bad for you." But this is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, just a great setup. The people at Tampa Joe's have been phenomenal. You guys got a great setup going on over here. So, uh, time for Eagles football, almost right. You got to get down to business now. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I, I'm dying to see what's going to happen tomorrow because the tough part is going to be obviously with the Bucks. Bruce Arians just talked about that. Obviously, this is a completely different team from the win that he had just many weeks ago. So we're hoping to see at least a fast start. As I keep saying here on the broadcast this afternoon, we're hoping to see a much faster start than we've seen from the Eagles. If the Eagles end up having a, a slower start that we've seen from from the past, obviously Tampa Bay. Is, is a high-powered offense, even with the injuries, because Tom Brady's been doing some amazing things with the Bucs. Do the Eagles pull off the win, even if they get off the slow start come tomorrow? Uh, you, you can't combine Tom Brady. There's just no way. I mean, a 10 nothing deficit to him, that, that's just impossible to come back from, in my opinion, for the Eagles, because you're relying mainly on your running game, and you're not going to be able to come back on Tom Brady, I don't think, solely running the football. Uh, they have to keep it close early. Weather's going to be something of a factor, it seems, early in that game. So Eagles have to use that to their advantage. I, I'm looking for them. I want them, if they win the toss, I want them to take the ball. I want them to go out and control the ball. If it's one less possession for Tom Brady because you took the ball at the beginning of the game and you held the ball for seven or eight minutes, to me, that's a good thing. Uh, fast start. It's funny, John Kincaid and I had this argument the other day. I said I want the Eagles to get out to a fast start. And he's, no, 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 no. You don't want them throwing the ball all over the place. But that's not what I was saying. Right. I want them to get out five, six, seven-yard chunks on runs. If they get a 10-play drive and get positive yardage and go down the field and get points, to me, that's a fast start. It might take time off the clock and it might be slow moving, but that's a fast start to me, getting out and getting on the scoreboard. And I think it's imperative for the Eagles to do that tomorrow. That's right. I absolutely agree. Now, I'd like to get your take as far as because we hear that Josh Sweat did not practice yesterday. Yeah. How much is that going to play a factor with the Eagles? It's huge. I mean, it's huge. He's probably their best pass rusher right now, right? Coming off the edge. He's got to right. be their best pass rusher. So that would be big. I, I've heard different things. It was a stomach ailment or something like that. That's tough. I mean, we all know. We've all been down with stomach ailments, whatever it may be. Coming back and then, boom, going full force into a game is going to be a tough go. But they have to have him. You have to have pressure on Tom Brady all day. Even if you don't sack him, he's got to get hit all day long. He has to get pressure up in his face. It's the only – I can't even call it a chink right. in the armor of Tom Brady, but it's the only place where he seems susceptible, and that's when he's getting hit. And the Eagles have to do that a lot tomorrow, a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. They got to keep – they got to definitely keep Brady off the field. 
at all costs. No question. Yeah, Brady off the field. That's why long drives to are so important. If you're running the football, you're taking time off the clock. You know, look for those 75-yard drives. Look to, you know, if you can hold Tampa and get a shorter field. It, you you have to play as much the intangibles of Tom Brady as you're actually playing against Tom Brady. And that means your best defense might be your running offense, you know, because you're holding on to the football. It, it, that's, that is, you're right, that's the best defense against Tom Brady is him sitting on the bench. That's right. I was going to say thank you for coming on, Bob. We appreciate it. We know you are got to run soon. Absolutely. You guys are the best. I wish I could predict an Eagles victory tomorrow, so I'll just keep the prediction to myself. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, be good. Thank you. All right, Thanks, that, go Birds. It. Nice. Again, thank the guys for taking the time here. As far as coming on with us, we do appreciate it. And I will tell you this much, Fuji, it is getting packed here. And if you guys are not down here right now, 9316 Anderson Road, I can't say enough. That is the house getting packed. PSG is already making the rounds. He's kissing babies, hugging everybody. This is shaking hands. This is a, uh, oh, wait a minute. The shuttle bus is coming. Here it comes. So we got the trolley. Apparently they must have chartered that trolley coming up because you can see it might be Vince and the rest of the gang coming up here as uh, uh, obviously in the second years just turn the corner. It might be Vince in here. They may, oh, this matter of fact, it might be the short one coming from the hotel. I can't see. I don't think Vince is. No, Vince should be on there, I think. But it's a it's the shuttle one that's coming around. So we'll get to see. Uh, we'll get to see. Hopefully, Vince here before everybody starts off. But listen, if, if everybody once again, I hope everybody can make it down here. One ninety three sixteen Anderson Road, and it is rare when you get two of your sponsors from your show to be out here to support you. To put this all together, and I will say this much. Thank God to one 97.5 The Fanatic, the Pretzel Factory, for making it happen for The Fanatic to come down here. Along with Hooters, we want to make sure that we give them the mention as well because Hooters also played a part in putting this together here. Along with Fuji and myself here with Broad Street South, as Vince Rizzuto had reached out to us prior to everything getting kicked off and before he even came on as a sponsor. So God bless the man for able to do so because we were hoping that we would make that connection and thank God we actually did end up making a connection. So talk about Fuji making that very first impression to your sponsor. I would say it's a pretty damn good job coming off with our sponsor here and putting all this together. I would say so. I mean, hey, got it together within a couple of days and, you know, luckily, you know, thanks for Mark Forzetta for hooking us up with Trey Thomas. And, you know, it just got the wheels in motion and boom, instant party, instant tailgate, kicking a kick-ass time down there. It looked phenomenal. I'm ready to hop. I'm ready to hop on in the cargo and hide myself away and just parachute right into Tampa Joe's right there on the bench. <laughs> it would be great if you could actually do so because it, it would be a, a beautiful thing that actually happened. It would be absolutely fantastic. But listen, it, it, I wish I would say that uh, you had the, made the trip down here because it, it would have been much better to have you here on the opposite side with me so you can end up enjoying it. But uh, it, in spirit, as you said, Rick will see you here shortly. But in spirit, as you were talking about earlier, hopefully uh, the next time around. Matter of fact, March, obviously the, the whole entire gang is coming back down here for a baseball game. So we hope that everybody comes back down here uh in March, so maybe going to make it a trip. And I'm trying to get 
Mike attention here. So the owner of Tampa Joe's, my sponsor, is coming up. Hang on for one second, everybody here. One second. I'm trying to get Mike Goodwin's attention here. Angel, the, you... the man of the hour along with everyone else on here, because obviously without him, a lot of this stuff doesn't get started. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. No, I just had a, it's probably my headphones. No, these technical difficulties going on with these yes, shows. That's right. You're fine. <laughs> you might hear a slight echo when you put on the headphones, but. All right. So now to introduce now the man of the hour, my great friend here of the last three years, Mike Goodwin, owner of Tampa Joe's. And Mike, I will tell you this much. First of all, thank you for many, many years here. Now, when it comes to the sponsorship of the show, we do appreciate it. That's number one, first and foremost. I'm glad that we were able to collaborate and put all this together because the fans are showing up. And I can only imagine what's going to happen here on the other side of the gate. Hey, we got the trolley coming over from Clearwater bringing Eagles fans. This is awesome. Nice. It is. Thank you. It's It's been a great relationship for the last few years. And I can't thank you enough for that. It's been hey. awesome having the Eagles fans here on Sunday showing up, representing, and what the perfect storm happened for us this year, right? Exactly. Eagles coming to Tampa to take on the Bucs. Exactly. And, listen, and who knew this was going to happen? The great part is, is that it did come together at the very end. Uh, thankfully, the Philly Sports Trips, obviously collaborating with us and Philly the South to make sure all this comes together and Hooters and a couple other folks. Obviously, the Fanatic is they're getting ready to kick off their, their show here from three to five. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. The weather, the weather down here which is always fantastic. Yeah. We're completely blessed to have a day like this so we can fill this. And even if we got to spill into the parking lot, hopefully not. But we got to spill into the parking lot, this would be a great win for everybody. But, Mike, I, I would tell you, the bar restaurants is being here in Tampa. This has been the second home for me. Obviously, my, my home not that far away from here. But the upgrades that you've done here and what you've done to the place and the fans coming in, I think I will speak for at least all the Philly fans here. We thank you for everything you're doing here. And still there's a couple other upgrades that are coming up that I know you kind of have hidden here. But it's been absolutely fantastic for the time that we've been here. And we can't thank you enough for hosting us here every season. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And uh, it's been a great five years since we've taken ownership. We've done a lot of improvements. And uh, bringing on the Eagles to uh, Tampa Joe's has been one of them. So uh, thank you for that as well. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, Mike, I want, hey, Mike, Mike Fuji, nice, nice to me. I want to say thank you for being our sponsor and coming on with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Like I said, it's been fun and I've enjoyed watching the shows and uh, appreciate everything you guys have done. So now you're welcome anytime. Fuji, unfortunately, Mike couldn't get the Learjet going because there was a problem with the engine this morning, so we couldn't get the Learjet out there to get to pick you up. But yeah. he, he did come in by helicopter. No, he, he came in. in. You should have seen it. He came in by helicopter earlier. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Mike. I, I, again, I just hope this is a successful event. I, obviously, we see it, and I know that you've heard from years past the way the Eagles fans are. But obviously, you get the 
I would say the milder side of the Eagles fans. Now, we expect, of course, the other fans coming in from Philly coming in here. So he could get a little bit loud. You got to hear some of the Eagles chants, but it's well worth it. That's all right. I think we'll handle We'll have a lot of fun today. The weather has been great, and uh, it's going to be a fun event. It looks phenomenal yeah. down there. Yeah. It looks phenomenal yeah. down there. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, today's beautiful. Absolutely perfect. So it's going to be a, uh, a great day. I hope so. So don't worry, because I'll be out there, you know, kissing babies and hugging everybody and everything yeah. else as soon as it's all over. But listen, I, I can again, Mike, I, I always say this when it comes to our guys coming on there. But again, the relationship you and I have had, I, I can't thank you enough because thank God things pay off. And I this is where I want people to understand. When you look for a sponsor, right, that sponsor has to be with you through the worst of times and the best of times. We started together here when we had basically one fan. Yeah. And now, thankfully, we have people listening to us in 28 different states here in the U.S. We have Puerto Rico, Brazil, Uruguay, and now eight countries overseas. That's great. So not only do people get to hear, now you hear in front of me, but the, everyone that plays the playback. Good to see you, man. Hey, how are you? But the good thing is that everyone, when they hear the replay, they get to hear Tampa Joe's. So not only get to get to see the fine establishment as they do now, then they get to meet the owner. But Mike, again, thank you so much for the bond that we built and yeah. for the many, many years to come. And we'll still get something set up for Bill O'Brien's Yonder Club up the street yeah, there. Yeah, we'll get it done. And thank you. And look for a great uh, future together. So, yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate right. it. Uh, it was nice no meeting you. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you have to play host, but I do appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nice, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. So, again, it's listen, it, the I will switch the cameras so you guys can see here what's going on. Make sure that. Let's go this way here. Vince in the building yet? Uh, no, there was a bus that came in from Clearwater. We thought it came in from. Uh, from downtown, but I don't see Vince yet. But as you guys can see now, everything is kind of starting to spill over on the tent side. Yeah. So if you guys are going to get down here, I would say there's Vince. Hey, so I feel like I'm watch, I feel like I'm watching a commercial with that with that camera. Oh yeah, it's Where like paradise. Listen, it, it's that's what the guys were saying yesterday. How nice it was down here. I'm telling you, you're Fuji. You're missing out, but it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Let me see if I can get Vince's attention. Hey, Vince. call him in. Let's get him on next. Vince. You got you to yell across because my producer is getting everybody else's attention, but you got to yell across the parking lot here to be able to get Vince. So we'll get Vince on, the, the other man of the hour, to make this all together. Uh, Kathleen here. Give me a second. I haven't seen any comments in a while. Well, yeah. Well, listen, I got to run two things here at once. So it's kind of hard. If I would have had a tablet going, it would probably be a little bit easier. But Kathleen's on there. Tampa, great place. Thanks. Tampa Joe's. Thanks for coming on, Kathleen. And Mike Lepton, Joe. So here comes. <laughs> Good. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Throw on the headphones if you want. You might hear a slight the... echo. Nice. It's good to be here, guys. Where the voice is coming from? Can you hear me? Voice from beyond. Hold on. I got to switch cameras here. Give me a second. Yeah, he can hear you, Pooch. Give me a second here. First sip of beer. Yeah, exactly. Just, just, just rub it in. 
Vince, just rub it in. Just, the the just, longest tailgate in Eagles history. 22 just, just hours keep, till game time. Let's just go, keep Mike. rubbing that. Exactly. Just keep rubbing that salt in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, just everyone who's tuning in right now. Now, again, Vince, as I said before, and I just said it to Mike Goodwin here, the owner of Tampa Joe's, it's where that you get both sponsors yeah. in the same place and everyone collaborates and everyone gets together. But Vince Frizzuto, by the way, phillysportstrips.com and Philly Sports Trips, the president of Philly Sports Trips. Thank you, first of all, for coming down and then collaborating with us to put this massive party together. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen tomorrow. But for everyone to know, this is our other sponsor here from Philly Sports Trips. And how do you kick off a sponsorship? It's crazy to think about. This is how you kick off a sponsorship. Angel. You are responsible for today, man. Look around. You made this happen. I'm really proud of you. Um, I'm so glad we're working together. And it's a beautiful thing. It's 3 o'clock, and there's already this many people here. Yeah. This is going to get crazy. Oh, yeah. It's going to get insane. This, By the way, we got here at 11 o'clock. 11.15, the folks started showing up. <laughs> Mind you, the event's at 3 o'clock. Yeah. But 11.15, this is, and this is why we talk about, listen, you can't get any better than Tampa Joe's. Honestly, no. God, you really can't. And it's so great that the fans get to enjoy the weather. Because tomorrow's tailgate is going to be a little different story. Yeah. The rain's going to be coming down. Yeah. Um, but we'll have big tents like this. We'll be dry. It's going to be awesome. But today's a special day. Yeah, that definitely is. Uh, if I, the only thing I have to cheer off is here is coffee for the moment <laughs> until I get off air here. But listen, Vince, I, I, for, first of all, let me just say again, thanks for you guys coming down, putting us together. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in March when we do yep. this all over again. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be great as long as the MLB keeps talking about, you know, their progress and what they want to do. And from what I understand, they will get the season started, even if they have to go into the season and talk about as far as the salary caps and sure. everything, they, you know, the, the monies that have to be put together. Yep. But they want for the players to come down to the respective stadiums sure. to make sure to get everything kicked off. And we've seen the last two years, yep. things haven't been the way they're supposed to. But I want to mention here, Philly Sports Trips, as far as the package you guys end up putting together, and I did see that it was basically a sellout package, and I think there might be just a handful of the tailgate party experience for tomorrow. Correct. Yeah, they're going quick. Um, we have about 120 Eagles fans at the tailgate and about 25 Gosh. spots left. So they're going now. And I, as I put out the promo this morning, I said there's a handful of tickets. Yep. So I'm hoping that everyone, by the way, visit phillysportstrips.com and get your tailgate experience. You guys will absolutely love it. If you think this is something, wait till tomorrow for everyone to be there. And and thanks to Vince for making it happen as far as for tomorrow. Myself and my producer here, Debbie, that, uh, well, you haven't met yet, but there's my producer, my, my loving lady here. But, uh, and by the way, she's a Bears fan, but supports the Eagles. I like it. So, yeah, if it wasn't for a lot of things don't happen either. So I appreciate it. But tell us a little more here about Philly Sports Trips. We yeah. know that you guys have not been on that long, but you're becoming the leader in sports travel. And also, if you guys want to travel, as you say, you also travel with the pros. Yeah. So let us know a little more about Philly Sports Trips. Yeah, so before we talk about that, I just wanted to mention two things. Trey Thomas will be in the building today. True. Which is incredible. And the other thing is Devontae Smith's parents will be here. Oh, Devontae here. Smith's family is coming to the tailgate today and tomorrow. That's sweet. Um, so that's pretty cool. But what we try to do at Philly Sports Trips is build a vacation for sports fans like you would do it for your own family. You know, um, premium experiences, meet some players, um, VIP experiences, great hotels, 
and really just take the stress out of traveling where people just show up. Um, there's a lot of free time built into the package as well, but there's enough structure where people just are on vacation and don't have to think about anything the whole time. Just really enjoy themselves, meet other people from Philadelphia. And I take it really seriously because I feel like there's a responsibility to provide value to those people because they're spending their hard term, hard earned money. Right. Um, they're taking vacation time from their jobs and they want to relax. They want to turn it, turn it off and have these premium experiences. And we build something special where people keep coming back. Um, some people here on their 10th trip with us. Nice. And um, we'll just keep doing it. Speaking of Trey. There he is. There he is. Pretty, pretty good to see Trey here. Obviously, it's going to be at, at, again, at this event. And it's got to be by far. And I know you guys have been to Denver. Yep. I know you guys have been away. But you got to think about it. It's January. Yeah. 75 degrees. It's about 14 degrees back home. Yep. So you got to think about it. this is absolutely fantastic. Like it, this could not be the most perfect scenario that can, you can possibly set it up. Yeah. And within a week time frame to put this, I mean, phone calls, emails, text messages, yep. making sure everything runs smooth. The outcome right now, I just hope that this gets packed and then we end up over there by the movie theater, yeah. which would be even better. But it's, I want to get your take here as well when we come to. Yeah, with the fanatics, that's a great thing to jump on with them. But listen, it, tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, we expect obviously for the Eagles to pull yep. off the win. Yeah. I want to get your take of what do you expect from the Eagles come tomorrow at one o'clock. I want to see the Eagles going into the fourth quarter with a three-point game either way, make it interesting and give Jalen Hurts that experience where he has a chance to put the team ahead. And I just want to have that pressure on them to see how he handles it. So I really expect them to play their game, not feel like they have to throw it if they're down a touchdown, they have to throw it 10 times in a row, stick to the running game, be patient. And um, I think if the Eagles are within striking distance in the fourth quarter, they have a shot to have one of the biggest upsets in a long time. But I think Brady's – I think Brady – is ready like always he's a competitor but i think he has some hatred for philly and i think the philly fans can really get under him if they're loud tomorrow i think the fans have a big part in representing the team tomorrow and being loud and making that those bucks fans you know the second loudest fan base in the stadium tomorrow good as, as you're saying that's i mean i think there is Definitely some resentment towards the Eagles, especially all the heat he Tom Brady took for not shaking Nick yeah. Foles' hand. Yeah, okay. But I want to see you're absolutely right when it comes to it comes to the fan base. Everybody knows that we travel in numbers. Yeah. Most of the time it was a takeover. You saw when the Eagles made the run in 2017. And we know they had to basically do everything on the road by the NFC Championship game. So it's good to see that we're almost at that same kind of mentality when it comes down to it. Because even if the Eagles pull off the win here, we know they're not going to play at home. They would have to play on the road. Basically, every game from here on out, we're going on the road. Yep. I know it's a far-fetched thought to think of. But could the Eagles, if Green Bay wins, obviously in the Eagles end up winning, is there a chance that the Eagles could possibly be in the Green Bay Packers? Wow. 
I don't think I can think about it. I think I need to wait for Brady. I want Brady to go down, celebrate Monday morning. Well, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers. As um, Carson beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We had 100 fans there that day from our company. And uh, that was one of the best wins I've ever seen. Mm. To beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau is a special thing. Um, yeah, anything's possible. It's going to be eight degrees. Ian. Can you imagine being in, being at that game? I think it was. I think it was thirteen degrees there yesterday. If I'm not mistaken. Thirteen. Yeah. Mike, that's we'll basically you that what one. it is. You're going to make it to Tampa. We'll send you to that one. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> the only thing. I'll be now. I'll be at the tailgate party tomorrow. Yeah. So I'll, you'll hear two people screaming from the outside of the stadium, which would be myself and my producer. Yep. So you'll hear us just screaming out there. And so <laughs> we'll add to the outdoor experience along with everybody else. But we hope that tomorrow, obviously, the weather we keep hearing about now, it's getting at least better. Yes. Supposedly things are coming in during the overnight. So maybe by the time the tailgate kicks yeah. off, it'll be dry. Obviously, other than the ground being wet. Yeah. And we hope it ends up being dry because if not, we're looking at possibly you're, you're already know it's going to be high winds. There's going to be rain. Thankfully, the tents will be out there so everybody be covered up. But then you're also adding that element to the stadium. Hopefully, the tarp won't come off until they know that the majority of the rain is going away. Because yep. even though they had that brand new field laid down there last year because they were, they were a host for the Super Bowl and obviously win the Super Bowl down here, it makes a difference between your sloppy field to something being just mildly wet. So hopefully Tampa Bay will keep that tarp on there. But I would expect for the Eagles fans that we see here right now and we see around Tampa Joe's restaurant is that we hope that same energy that we keep hearing over and over and over again ends up happening in Tampa because we can only end up dominating that win and that team with the fans. As obviously we see PSG over here, he's ready to jump in his role. But listen, we need PSG yes. to lead up the crowd here come tomorrow because it, it's going to be absolutely fantastic, I believe, come game time. I think that's a good point. I think it's time to pass it on to my my man right here. The man Dude, that went to every... Are you already on? Yeah. I got to go I gotta go talk to Trey, guys. I love Trey, you no all. Problem. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Angel. Vince, no problem. Thank go you. Birds. Birds. Go Birds. So I, I'm watching PSG over here, and I'm watching the other guys that I'm coming on. But I, I, I tell you as much, Fuji, as you guys can already see, the, the place is getting packed up. Right. I'm going to get PSG back on here with us. Ruin these, ruin these one more time. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so listen, PSG, obviously, from the time you came on, now we're looking about an hour later. Trey Thomas here in the house along with the Fanatics. You start seeing the fans now piling in, and we just heard that Devontae Smith's parents are actually going to be here and at the tailgate tomorrow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, so I, I would say right now we have about 250 people between outside here and inside the bar. It, it's And like I said, I see, keep seeing cars and cars and cars pulling in. So I... By seven o'clock, this place is going to be rocking and rolling. I, I, I think, think, I think before that. But yeah, oh, absolutely. But I'm just thinking that everybody's going to get here. I figure everybody's going to get here around 4:30 because everybody wants to watch the first game. As much as we're here for you know, the Eagles, and we'll do tons of Eagles chants and getting ourselves all wrapped up and ready to go, we're going to be watching football too. Oh yeah. Definitely. Every every television is going to have a whole bunch of guys just standing there going like this. 
Right. Watch <laughs> Big it. Time. You know they you know they got bets out on there. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Now PSG for being down here for the first time, so you can see this crowd. As honors and you've been on our show multiple times now, and you always hear me talk about Tampa Joe's. What is now your feeling and your experience being here in Tampa, especially down here at Tampa Joe's? So I, I've been to Tampa a couple times actually, and this is the first time here at Tampa Joe's, and it's a great spot. Uh, they, they really were able to set this up. I was wondering how they were going to fit everybody. So the fact that they got this all like quarantined off, they got a, all us Eagles fans all in one spot. They're still able to keep the restaurant going. Uh, it's it's a really nice spot. I, I've been here now three days. The food is excellent. They, they even got pretzels. The, the pretzel looks like a big steering wheel. So it's not like a Philly pretzel, but it's it's definitely it's it's all good food. I, I ate here a couple days ago. I, it's really a blast. So when you come into Tampa, you gotta go to Tampa Joe's. You know that because they had the, they had the Flyers game on the other night. So they definitely oh, take care of the Philadelphia. They cater to the Philadelphia fan. Yeah, not doesn't. Who's you got? No, I was gonna say that sounds sweet. At least you know. Hey, you ever you ever go down to Tampa? Go to Tampa Joe's. You'll feel right at home being right from Philly. And I'm, and I'm very big on – I have an app that I go to, and I find where the Eagles bars are at in every city. And every city I go to has at least one, if not multiple. So there used to be a one called Buckets, and now that place got closed down. That's when they moved to Tampa Joe's about four years ago. So, But it's still in my app, actually, because I went looking for it. And then if you go up to Orlando, there's like five or six – Philadelphia bars. And then once you go into Clearwater, there's even some more. There's like Philly's bars and things like that. So there's a lot of places that fill up. Philadelphia is really all over the place in this Tampa region. A lot of hometown flavor. Exactly. exactly. That's it. Listen, about being down here, like even in Clearwater, same exact way. And, and having the Philly fans here and the Philly fan base, it's great because there's parts that you do miss being back home, being the city, the city of nightlife. In Philly, much more in, in different comparison when it comes to Tampa. The only thing that Tampa kind of hurts themselves is that they shut down things early. But as the people keep coming here, as long as people keep filling in, you know, your homes, your apartments, everything else, then you'll start adjusting and becoming accustomed to what you see down here. What you see a lot down here is the college crowd. And as you can see downtown, when you guys were out there last night, that's a lot what you end up seeing down here. And because I, I think since they decide not to have all these – drunk young kids out all over the place that's why you'll see places kind of shut down a little bit earlier but since you are now getting more mature adults even the younger adults are starting to come in and they're establishing a bigger base down here i think that's when you'll start seeing things change because not only is in tampa so the other surrounding towns around it because right now we're in hillsborough county your next county up is pasco county so in pasco like hudson trinity um trent newport richie those are starting to fun evolve just like tampa is so it's going to be basically an extension. Like you go to Philly in the suburbs, people still say, well, I'm from Philly. I'm just out from the suburbs. Here's becoming the same kind of mentality where, well, I'm from Tampa, but I'm out in the burbs where a lot of people, you know, a lot of us are, including myself, out there in the Tampa burbs. So actually I'm staying out in Oldsmar with an old friend of the show, Crystal. Oh, wow. So I'm staying with Crystal. In fact, she's here. I'll, I'll have to bring her over here somewhere. Uh, but uh yeah, Crystal's been on with us. Yeah, Crystal, it's been a while since she's been on, but the Seahawks fan, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, but so, we're, so we're two birds in the nest, even though we ruffle each other's feathers <laughs> a little bit. But uh, when I come down to Tampa, I usually hang and stay with her. 
it just makes things a little bit easier, especially coming in a couple days early. I get to get the lay of the land and such like that so that I know right. exactly where I'm going to be right. at what time to, to be able to uh, ignite the crowd as best as possible. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's going to get ignited here because, again, you can already start seeing the people coming in. They're not even done coming in yet. So well, it's going to be great to see this place absolutely mobbed, especially when it comes tomorrow, because tomorrow, that's all I expect from the tailgate party. It's going to be absolutely insane, I believe, out there tomorrow morning. And I don't think the atmosphere when it comes to playoff time, and even though the Bucks fans, they got to see the Super Bowl last year, first team to ever do so. And we kept hearing people saying, well, you know, it was fixed. It was supposed to be like that. Tom Brady was supposed to go to the Bucks. He was supposed to be the savior, whatever. Nothing is ever guaranteed, no matter which way you look at it. But I don't think Bucks fans – understand what an actual true playoff atmosphere will be and they'll come find out tomorrow because in that stadium that takeover is going to be absolutely insane by the eagles and don't think that the eagles will get a pass if they end up having a bad first half because them boo birds will be out there and we already know it, we expect it so i'm just hoping that nick sirianni and crew put a game plan together it's going to be fit to take them over to the divisional round but I also believe that San Fran will take care of business against Dallas because I don't see Dallas passing San Fran. Hey, I would love to see us get past the Bucks and then and then watch Dallas lose. Oh my lord! I would I would none of those Cowboys fans would ever hear the end of it from me for the rest of the offseason for them. It would not, think- not matter even a little bit because I, I they've all been sniffing themselves. They got 51 points against our backup <laughs> crowd. And that's it, you know, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're snipping themselves, and I think San Francisco is going to give them a little smack on the nose. So, I think San Fran knocks Dallas off tomorrow. I agree. I, 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 I just agree. think I think, I think they go in there and shock them. I think no, they bring I, I, think I think they bring the pain tomorrow, yeah. San Fran. Right. Plus, you know, everybody knows that Green Bay has owned Dallas. That's been I keep saying over and over again. Green Green Bay is Dallas's daddy. You're not passing, even if they, they if they pass San Fran, which I just don't see it happening. To me, you're not getting past Green Bay. I mean, obviously the same thing with the Eagles have to get through Tampa to get to Green Bay if that's where they're out to end up going. But I, I just don't see Dallas had the hot start. They looked like they were going to be contenders, but looking to the second half of their season, they didn't have they haven't been able to hold it well. And I want to ask you because I know the guys didn't get into it too much tomorrow. I'm gonna and and we had we had talked about it for so for the the folks that missed the show on Thursday as we talked about Doug Peterson. Now that I have you here in, in front of me as well, Doug Peterson. Again, the rumors keep escalating more and more here that he could end up with the Giants. To me, I feel that if he and, and he can do whatever he wants, you'll get me wrong. If you loved and cherished what you did in Philly, and I know it's an opportunity that you can take over a major market in New York, is it an actual good fit? for Dougie P to be out there in New York? I don't think so. I Like I said, I think I think New York's a hot mess. And I, I feel that that would just break some of the you know, lure that we have of Doug P. I mean, he led us to our first Super Bowl. You become a giant, and all, all, all bets are off. I feel like you lose all of that credibility. You know, even though you led us to the Super Bowl, no, well, now you're up there with the Giants and we hate you. You know, that's it was part of Parcells had the chance to become an Eagle at one point. You know, he was he was asked to uh, interview for the Eagles head coaching job. And he said, no, he didn't want to become an Eagle. He would rather become a Cowboy than an Eagle. And that's how Giants fans think about it. Like Giants people 
hate the Eagles more than they hate Dallas, more than they hate Washington. And that rivalry is much stronger between New York and Philly than it is Philly and Dallas. Right. You know, it's actually, when you look at the, the biggest rivalries, Philly and New York beats Philly and Dallas. You know, and that's how the players look at it. I remember listening to Strahan. Strahan hates the Eagles much more than he hates Dallas. You know, and will always hate the Eagles. It was happy. He, like, called up Parcells and said, do not even interview for that job. And he didn't. You know, it was interesting how Parcells kind of listened to his players. He says, we don't want you to ever become an Eagle, ever. And I feel that, that I feel that a little bit the same way. If he was to go down to Dallas to get a head coaching job, I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? It's that's a good spot, you know, to be a head coach. Go to New York, though. Uh-uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that, especially when there's other better fits for him. I think he's a much better fit in Denver, Chicago, even Minnesota than it is New York. I think New York is a sinking ship for a couple of years. Well, that's true. Th- thing of it is too i mean eagles actually minnesota wants to interview two candidates for the general manager's job in the eagles front office yeah the one the one woman yeah yeah the vice president of football operations uh, and i i wish her all the best i didn't even know that she was there right beforehand so the fact that she came out that that all came out was good. There they go. They're, they're starting to do the chance now. Drake Thomas is there being interviewed by 97.5. Yeah, nice. we got about 300 people here so far. It's like, it, it's like it's packing in. They're packing them in, baby. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Well, you got to figure. I mean, just behind PSG here, that's where you have Trey Thomas and 97.5, the Fanatics set up. So yeah, everybody's kind of crowding the area, including the other side of the fence here, over by the palm trees, where a lot of folks end up stacking up. So they just, you know, take a moment here. And, and listening as far as what's going on with Trey Thomas. So the only way you'll be able to hear it, unfortunately, would be just like us, unless you're streaming it, because there's no outside speakers at the moment to be able to hear it. So if you're streaming the Fanatic right now, you're hearing uh, Trey Thomas, along with the John Kincaid show, is there on from 3 to 5 today. And we're fortunate with having John, uh, also with Rob coming on with us, Jamie Lynch. The only one that we miss is Pat Egan. Pat Egan, I will say this much, I've, I've known the guy for years, Interesting character. He's so much fun. He speaks his mind, and it's unbelievable what a guy does. But and he's probably been the longest tenure. I want to say with the fanatic, right? And he's and he's fairly introverted. For for somebody who's on the radio and talks as much as he does, he's a fairly introverted guy. He just he likes to stick to himself and do his thing. You know, and hey, I don't tell anybody how to live their life. You know, so good for him. You know, that's true. But he has been there for what since the start of that. You know, he's like. He, he, I know he looks like he's only 17, 18 years old, but I think he's close to 30. Yeah, I think so. Right. You know, he's an ageless wonder because he, you know, they, he looks the same. You look at him 10 years ago, he looks the same as he does right now. So he's like the ageless wonder, but that's all right. Though. That's a good job, but everybody petting him. But if, uh, I would love to see if we can run into uh, Crystal somewhere. I tell you what, uh, let me go jump off and I'll go grab her and find her. She, okay. I think she's inside, so All right. let me go do that, and I'll be back. Go, birds! Yeah! Thanks, PSG. So waiting around to see if we can get a, a hold of Crystal. Crystal Page was on with us, and she's with the Seattle Seahawks uh, as far as the fan base out there. And uh, we know that she does here live here in the local area. 
Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to hang out long enough to speak to Trey because I don't know if Trey's going to be on there for the entire two-hour episode. And uh, we right. run any longer. We're hoping that we keep the fan base around. But I, before he gets on here, I want to switch the cameras out so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. Right now, what you guys are seeing is the outdoor patio. In the background, what you're going to end up seeing, let me turn off the mic here so you're not hearing too much noise, Fuji, my apologies. But what you end up seeing here in the background, obviously, if you have the outdoor patio behind that, is the inside of the restaurant, the bar side, and then over to my right, even further back, then you have the restaurant side. Now, if I can switch cameras here, and just kind of give me a second, you guys will start seeing, there's Nick. Nick, how are you? There's Crystal, hold on. Let me let me switch this back. Crystal, take the seat. <laughs> Nothing. You're good. <laughs> All right. First of all, welcome. It's good to see you in person. Afternoon of shows. Hi. Hi. I was gonna come give you a hug, but you're like, we'll hug after we get off here. But listen, thanks for for jumping on here with us. Thank you for coming on with us beforehand. We miss you on the show because, you know, we've been constantly busy. So it's kind of tough to have you on here. And we missed you the entire season. But come the off season, I'm pretty sure we end up talking getting together again so we can talk some Seattle football. But how about this crowd that we see here right now? The crowd's amazing. Of course, I mean, 12s always travel better, but Eagles fans did it. They're, they're here. They're showing up. They're coming in. They're having fun. I mean, it's definitely a lot warmer than the three degrees that they got going on at home today. So I'm sure that oh, yeah. they're very happy and like hitting up the beach, even though for us, it's way too cold for the beach. Yeah, it's All definitely right. true. But listen, we, we like to, obviously the Eagles play the Bucks here. Seattle, I guess we, we get a little bit as far as when it comes to Seattle talk, because there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to Seattle. Oh. Russell Wilson keeps saying that he wants to stay in Seattle to win another championship. But we hear from players in the past, and you very well know this, every time we hear a player say that they want to stay put, it never works out that way. Well, I'm, from my perspective, and I know I'm not what everybody wants to hear, I'm okay with Russell Wilson going. I don't want to pay him more money. Well, Crystal, as, as far as that, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um. What do you think it would take for the Seahawks to trade Russell Wilson? Um, I would like to get two really solid, good players, mostly on our offensive line, and then a couple of draft picks for him. But that's kind of wishful thinking. I don't think we'll get that much. But I would rather trade him this season during the offseason and get some value out of him versus holding on to him until his contract up and then he's going to want more money. We can't pay him more money. We're going to cap out. He's proven that he needs a team behind him. He can't take any team past the second week of the playoffs. So we need to do something else. We can't pay him more money. If you were to if you were to say what team would be your would be best for Russell Wilson to go to, what destination do you think would be best suited it, for him? Any team here is gonna say it's okay. 
that's really going to be the determining factor for her. I think she's ready to get back to work a lot more than she has been working. And so I would not be shocked if he ended up at the Giants. No. That's good, Pooch. I was going to say, I mean, now you said that was probably the best, best place he probably would go, you know, due to Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we just uh, I'm pretty sure Rick put his out there, but he was already on the ground. But I want to ask you as well, Crystal, does Pete Carroll retire or did he decide to come back for one more season? He's coming back for one more season, at least. So if he retires, here's a magical question now. If he retires, then does Russell Wilson go elsewhere? Ultimately, I think that's going to be a money factor for him. I think oh. if, if we do what we did last time and we just pay him whatever it is that he wants to be paid, he's going to stay. If we're not willing to meet those requests that he has as far as the financial side of it, he's going to move on. I was, I was going to say, as far as Russell Wilson's contract, I believe he's – got two more years left on his deal about almost 50 million dollars in that range that's correct right he's asking if he has about 50 million dollars left on his two-year deal i think it's about 50 million dollars somewhere around there i i would have to look off the top of my head i would not know but i know it's way too much money I just hope whatever's going to happen, I know Russell Wilson will be a hot commodity. Everybody knows as soon as the NFL season is over after the Super Bowl, and then you're talking about then the new NFL season kicking off in March, there's going to be a lot of talking to Russell Wilson. And obviously Sierra is going to make a big decision whether they stay in Seattle because New York will look attractive. And I think if Danny Dimes is rid of in the Giants, they already know the Jets already has an open spot. But I think if they get rid of Daniel out there in New York, I think Sierra might say that the Giants will look good for Russell Wilson. Yes. Yeah. I think the Giants would be good for her. Crystal. Oh, God. Crystal, as far as as Bobby Wagner is concerned, do you see him still playing in the Seahawks uniform next year? I heard Bobby Wagner and then a whole bunch of the Eagles fans screaming in the background. <laughs> no, he has. No, I was saying, do you see, do you think Bobby Wagner played his last game in the Seahawks uniform? No, Bobby Wagner won't be back next year. Yeah. Listen, listen, again, it, it's hopefully for Seattle, it's a very short offseason. Hopefully, it's a very productive one for them. We know that we've seen, I mean, they've done a great job doing the draft for many years. I don't expect any less from them because we're going to see what's going to happen here during the offseason. Just like the Eagles, the Eagles are going to have a heck of a time trying to figure out what they want to draft. My thing, I believe there's both eyes are on Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. At least it's the way I see it. So, but it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see what's going to end up happening. But I, I, I could be wrong. A lot, of, on, yeah, a lot of things are going to happen behind the scenes this year for the Seahawks during the offseason. I think we're going to see us make more moves than you've seen us make in the last four years. 
you think, like last year for the draft, we basically had two picks because of our trade for Jamal Adams. So right. next year, this upcoming year, it's going to be a whole different game. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I am a diehard Seahawks fan. Russell Wilson, no Russell Wilson. I'm always going to be loyal to my team. And like I said, I'm perfectly okay with seeing him go. Let's hope. Let's see. Let's see. Thank you for taking a moment to step in here on the hot seat and has wound up taking it. But listen, congratulations, obviously, to the season with Seattle had. And please, before you sign off here, let everybody know how they can find your great content. Oh, my? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook or TikTok at uh, Crystal Page or just Google Cutie Hawk, and I, you'll, I'll pop up. <laughs> All right. Thanks listen, for coming on. Crystal. Enjoy the Eagles crowd. I know it's not the green that you want to see, but enjoy here the festivities here tonight in Tampa. We do appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you so much. And I finally understand how Jamie feels being the eagle, the bird in the wrong nest. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. All right. Listen, enjoy yourself. Uh, have a couple on me at, at the moment until I get done here, and then I can enjoy myself with a couple of beverages with all the Eagles fans. Sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Jump on, Rick. We're get Rick Marcus here, great friend of the show. You too. Rick, by all means. Sorry, folks, I was talking here to Crystal. All right, so now for everyone to know exactly the man behind the other side here, and sorry for the echo, Rick, it, it's a little bit tough. Rick Marcus, who's been with us since Danny in the very beginning, uh, responsible for the Eagles arriving in Tampa. He wanted to make sure that they arrived and then that he landed. So thankfully, he delivered them over to the hotel, so he's just fine. But Rick, uh, no, again, great friend of the show. Rick, we thank you for coming with the rest of the bird gang out here. This is amazing. Yeah, and to, to think, we all this was put together this week, and it was thanks to uh, Philly Sports Trips, the Philly Pretzel Factory, Hooters, 97.5 The Fanatic, where Trey Thomas is live right now uh, on The Fanatic. And then obviously to, to both my sponsors, one being Philly Sports Trips and the other one being Tampa Joe's with my good one here. For the fans, as we talked about week after week on the show, I, I want you being along this one tenured here, along with the rest of us, can you explain to the folks the atmosphere here in Tampa Joe's during the football season? First of all, the weather gods are definitely cooperating. Yeah. Secondly, I didn't even realize there were this many Philly fans here. And I've been right. in Florida since 91. Uh, I guess I'm not too far from where Crystal lives, the Oldsmar area. Right. And, and even down there, what you had some of your earlier guests, they talk about how um, you almost feel like you're you're not out of Philly when you're here. Uh, you'll meet somebody from Philly or South Jersey. Um, 
but the atmosphere today is just un, unbelievable. Uh, and I got to say this while I'm uh, here. I got to meet Fuji. You want to shake the man's hand? I think he's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for coming on and finally get to meet you. Anytime. anytime. Oh, appreciate it. I mean, to me, you're a mystery man. I always heard your name. <laughs> see, see your comments popping up and... Thanks for coming on. I was actually going to reach out to you earlier in the week about possibly going down there, which I should have, and I'm sorry I didn't know. I wanted to, I wanted to grab you a ticket to get you down here and surprise Angel. Ah, uh, did you should have reached out. I, I I deeply appreciate that. Anytime, buddy. Thank you should reach out. Mean, that means the world. Listen, we're, we're expecting, obviously, a summer crowd here under the tent. Again, things just got started here about 37 minutes ago. The fans have been here since early. We kicked off this party at 1.30 afternoon. We are now on for almost two hours at this point. Actually, it's been over two hours that we've been on. I can't even explain the feeling here. First of all, being 75 degrees down here in Tampa, seeing all these fine folks and the smiling face and everything else, it makes you think, about everything else that's going on in this world, you can just forget about it for a moment and just enjoy this moment here with everybody. And I keep saying to Fuji over and over again that life, one, number one, is all about choices. Number two, we all know that we have to keep ourselves healthy and everything else, but you have to enjoy life. These are the moments that you'll never get back. And for us, just being this moment in the Eagles playoff atmosphere in Tampa, which truthfully, this should be a Buccaneers fan base, but the Eagles have taken over here and they keep taking over and hopefully we'll be here with many years to come with Mike Goodwin as we had him on earlier. It, it's just soaking this all in. It's such a good feeling that I don't think tonight I'll be able to sleep. Only he comes come tomorrow. And look, Dr. Fauci, he's right here. He just walked in and see him. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Looks just oh, like him. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, let me tell you something. I as I was driving here, uh, I had to stop before I uh, got here. And you guys are right in the flight path of where the Eagles they flew right over top of. So they were on an American Airlines flight. Uh the charter I knew was set up yesterday. Uh, I believe they're actually staying at the hotel, which uh, is over there by the International Plaza. Yeah. That's right. usually where they stay. And I know that people were asking on Facebook and everything like that. So that's where I would check it out. And I thought about following the buses over to the hotel, but I wanted to see. I heard so much about what was going on over here that I knew at some point I had to be here. And I figured the earlier, the better. Yeah, I know. Uh, it sounds like it's rocking right there. Oh, yeah, it's, it is. I, I can tell you where the tent is set up right now. There's got to be, I would say, probably close to 100 folks out there. Mind you, the cars, the motorcycles, everything is still coming in, Fuji. So we're, we're not even done yet filling this place up. That's how that, I believe it, it. it's coming in from both sides. And but uh, sorry, one more Buck fan pulled up. But I swear, if I can get this guy on, he, he is exactly like Dr. Fauci. Am I not? Amazing. Maybe, maybe it's just doppelganger. Who knows? It could be. Maybe you know how they have a stun double. That might be a stun double. So he may maybe. take a break from DC and decide to come down here. I hope he doesn't bust me for not wearing a mask. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> but he would be outnumbered here anyway, so you know you wouldn't be able to, to, to do so. But listen, I, I, I will say, Rick, thank you once again for just tuning in every single week for being a great friend. I know we saw each other here earlier this year when I tried to get you know the, everything worked out, but I did get some good news from Mike Goodwin. As he said, he's going to get everything lined up for next season. 
So we'll have a hardwired connection so we can just at least be able to have a smoother broadcast down here. I'm thankful, though, that it's been running pretty smooth today, minus the echo. But I'm, I'm really thankful it's been working. So thank you so much for your support. Every, I appreciate everything. And Fuji, uh, you just get in touch with Angel. Anytime you want to come down, give me a holler. I got your back. Appreciate it. Actually, yeah, Angel did give me your number the other day, and I'm sorry I didn't use it. I'm really Please kicking watch. myself and kicking myself in the ass now. Hey, it's not too late. I appreciate buddy. it. It's not too late. It sure isn't. I could. Listen, don't worry about it. It's, it's no big deal. But listen, Rick, thank you for coming on. Uh, by the way, I'll be in touch with you. Unfortunately, the sun is hitting. It's hitting the webcam, so I couldn't see the banner real good. So I'm going to try and see if I can. Or unless. If you want to hold up the banner and you end up bringing. Yeah. That way I can show it here. Should get an Eagles yeah. chant going back there. Get everybody fired up. Let's go. Come on. Get everybody fired up behind. Get 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 PSG over there and, and the rest of those guys. Get that. Get that chant going, baby. Come on. Come on go, the thing is, go birds. Come on. There you go. Now on. you're getting me hyped up. There you go. See, so you're in Eagles country. That's Damn good straight. banner. You All should right. get an Eagles chant going there. Rick, thank you so much. You got it. Rick, get an Eagles chant. It listen, Pooch. It's it's getting it. The problem is obviously Trey Thomas is taking majority of the of the attention, rightfully so. Right. But he's getting majority of the attention here. So it's uh, and I'm I'm gonna see if I can. The sun here. Yeah, it's kind of like the glare. You can see it coming off of the camera there. I'm there in spirit. <laughs> it's only so Trey Thomas is to the left along with the fanatic, and then you got Mike Duck Duck Klein coming up. I guess I'll, I'll speak to him because definitely yeah. gonna give him 15 minutes. Bring on the Kleiner. Yeah. The Klein clown. What's this? Hold on. I'm going to bring... Yeah. I'm going to bring on the other lady here who's uh, who's helped out so much. Michelle, so you can end up meeting Michelle Hunley as well. Again, it's, again, it's a lot of thank people. Thankfully, even though I see only about four people on here, but I thank everybody who tuned in today. Obviously, we've I been do. running a little extended for today. And by the way, tomorrow... The pregame show will commence at 11.30 with Fuji and Matt Rogers. Everybody tune in for that one. This should be good for come tomorrow. And, and, I, and I will be at South House for the postgame show with the, the guys from MEOP. Um, Danny Shearer, Big Al, and Tom Kelly. So everybody tune in there for the postgame live at South House down in South Philly. 2413 South 13th Street. Check us out. Come down. Tune in. We'll be live on all media outlets. Be breaking down that victory. The victory party. And here he comes. The king of Philly of the South. Yeah, he's on. Don't wreck it there, Slick. <laughs> I want I want that South Joiner jersey. There he is, the man. Good. How are you? How you feeling? Right. Hang on, Mikey. I gotta. I gotta mute you here. Bad. Don't ask hey, me too Mike. many technical questions. 
How the what? hell are you? I said, don't ask me too many technical questions. How you feeling? <laughs> this is crazy, man. Right, listen. We talked about it right throughout the week. You see what happens. And by the way, for everyone who's tuning in every single week, because uh, unfortunately this guy gets really shy. I, don't ask me why. Only on camera does Mike get shy. Because any other time he's busting my balls all the time, just as much as I bust his. But I will say for Mike Klein, obviously we've been friends now for over three years. Great, really good friends. Obviously part of here in the Philly South. And he's been with us here since day one. He's got to put on his cool shades because obviously the reflection off the sun here. There you go. But Mike Klein... Owner and operator of Philly to South. Obviously, the fan base has grown from Philly to South. And added Just that, with the promotion, Mike, this yeah. is quite amazing. Yes, it is. And they are still coming in. And I actually got a parking space up front there. Did you? Well, you know, since, I, since I'm the founder of the club, I guess they felt like they deserve you. <laughs> I, I got tell, lucky. Tell everybody how long you've been the, the president. Get, <laughs> get a lot of feedback. Yeah, but, yeah, the echo is the only thing that's kind of tough. Fuji, can you guys speak just a little bit louder for Mike to hear you? Oh, and of course, he put something in his mouth so he can't talk. Great. I don't think so. Is that <laughs> anyway, <I> say? <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, he, Mike, he doesn't have his uh, Brady 12 shirt on, so... No, no, he's got it hidden in the closet at home. <laughs> yeah, there's no closet out here, there, genius. As we can see out here, he, he might, be, he might be sitting on it, keeping his butt dry. But <laughs> that, that's always a good analogy. But Mike, tell everybody how long you've been the president of Philly uh, in the I can't hear it. So he's asking. He said it. Let everybody know how long you've been club president and owner of Philly South. Uh, this this is our this is our 28th season, and um, still don't know what that chance about. Um, this is our 28th year in Tampa, and uh, what the first year we had 17 people. Now we have well over a thousand, and I'd say six or seven hundred of them are in the Bay Area. And this thing is only going to get bigger, man. This is. I wish you were down here, brother. This thing is crazy. People are piling up everywhere. So, believe me, I'm kicking myself in the ass right now. I should have just called up marbles in his mouth. He's saying he's kicking himself in the ass right now. Why is he? Why does he have marbles in his mouth? I, I don't I know. Two ice for a minute. I'm out of water. <laughs> I'm out of water in my cup. So I had the two ice for a minute. You need to yeah. get out. Of, you need, Mike. You need to get out of the basement. That's the problem, man. <laughs> uh, but listen. <laughs> So obviously the huge collaboration today, right? To put all this stuff together. Yes, so oh, between yeah. Broad Street South, Philly to South, Philly Sports Trips, and Tampa Joe's, along with the Pretzel Factory back in Philly. And, right? and a whole lot of other people that we don't know that just just posted it. Um, right. Whatever. But yeah, I'm I mean Trey um, Thomas. We're gonna look back on this, you know, in later years. I mean the best thing is it was a group cooperation and we did it all like five days. Right. I mean, it's crazy, it's crazy. It is. Philadelphia don't have nothing like this, man. Oh, of course not, and they never will because you know, listen, just like Philly sports shirts, right? You travel with the pros, you got to hang with the pros when it comes down to it, right? So let's be real here. You know, everybody can say whatever they want to, as far as when it comes to the. I'm not even going to put those two words together. Right now, but if everybody wants to be here, 
Philly to the South is a place to be just with Broad Street South. The same exact way. So I'm not even worried about as far as what those guys end up doing over there because to me it makes absolutely no sense. And I, I know he got all excited about the six people that were there last night. I guess when the local Tampa station showed up. But you had Chris Connolly here yesterday. I was yet interview us while we were here live yesterday from 6 to 10 in the morning, which was a lot of fun. But you bring in someone from Philly, okay, not local here from Tampa, because you don't see a local TV station down here. No. Because they're going to be over there with the crickets and everybody else, with maybe the two fan base that they have over there. And and, uh, and Fuji, there's not a cowboy shirt anywhere in sight, man. Nice. Beautiful. That's a beautiful oh God, here thing. Here we go again. Sean Kilrain just came in with some big news here, Ranger. Yeah, I see where he says uh, this just in pretty big news. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are set to activate linebacker Levante Davis and running back Giovanni Bernard off the injury reserve ahead of their playoff game with the Philadelphia Eagles. The source told ESPN Jamie Lane, or General Lane, sorry. However, running back Leonard Fournette will not come in IR for the contest. So, uh, Fournette's analysis needs to choose. Eagles. That's that's actually big news for that Tampa Bay defense with Levante David coming in, coming back. But no, no Leonard Fournette. So, I mean, Giovanni Bernard's a nice, you know nice is, piece for Tom Brady. Right? You know who that is on the card, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a text. Text. Let me get a chance. All right, I'm gonna move around. No. Okay, I'll come back. Okay. All right. All right, Mike. Listen, thanks for jumping right, on. Mike. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thank Mike. you for being nice for man. Go birds. Go birds. I see a lot of a lot of cameras coming up, and that's because Trey Thomas once again is out there live with the with the fanatics. So great probability there. Uh, we may not get Trey Thomas on here unless we decide to go like you know up until the five o'clock hour. Uh, but he's out there speaking right now. There's obviously lots of cameras out there by everybody taking pictures of Trey Thomas, uh, which was nice. And by the way, thanks to Mark Farzetta and a couple other people behind the scenes, along with my guy here on the other side here, Fuji, for making sure that Trey Thomas can end up coming in. And thanks to Mark, Mark Farzetta, this guy Josh who works for him for. Reaching out, getting Trey Thomas in the matter of a day or so, not even. Mark Forzett and Josh were right on there, and thanks again to those guys for taking care of business and getting all this, all the Trey Thomas thing arranged and take, getting the job done there. Much appreciated to you guys. It was really good to have him on here, but listen, uh, Again, I think the odds, unfortunately, we're getting Trey Thomas on. It, it's going to be really hard to keep forgetting to mute the other mic here. Uh, but it might be a little bit hard to get Trey Thomas on because, again, he might be on the entire broadcast out right. there with the Fanatics. And I'm pretty sure that's we came down here other than meeting green people for the last uh, for the next two hours after that. But thanks to, once again, Philly Sports Trips for coming down, bringing the fans down here. And I think they said they brought about 120 down from Philadelphia. Thanks to the Philadelphia Pretzel Factory for bringing down the Fanatic along with Hooters. We do really appreciate them adding to it. And I want to switch as I did earlier because I I want to make sure I everybody gets to see the outside as well. So if you guys can see there, there's a crowd building up under the tent. And there's still Fuji. More people coming in. 
I believe it. So, I mean, hey, Eagles, Eagles fans travel first class, the best. Go with Philly sports trips. You won't get, you won't be disappointed. The best in the business, bits in the crew. Check out the website, Philly trip. PhillySportsTrips.com. You won't be disappointed. You go first class with Vince all the way. Yeah, listen, again, it's I, I thought about as far as the, the people being out here, I will say that much because that's kind of like what we expected. The grill's finally getting fired up as I can see it behind me here. Started getting the, bog, the, the burgers and dogs. I'm trying to say two things at once, and I screw myself up here. But you got the burgers and dogs going on here. <laughs> well, no, there's, they're getting the grill fired up, which is a great thing. And by the way, if you are coming down here, it is only on the outside. Number one, it's a $5 cover charge. And number two, it's cash only. So I want to make sure I point both things out there. But as far as the crowd out of here, and we're getting, from what I understand, from Vince was telling us earlier, there is the trolley that's bringing in folks from Clearwater Beach over here. So as it's making its trip back and forth, they're not even done yet bringing the fans over here. So I would imagine within the next hour, it, it's other than beyond a sellout crowd right now, it's going to be Angel. utterly ridiculous in here. So I'm pretty sure this will go past easily. Angel. Past the no, no, possibly may stop in there. No, Tom McCarthy's doing the Eagles game on Westwood one today. And he was on earlier with Mark Farzetta this week. So he's going to be calling the Eagles game in Tampa on, on the radio, on national radio. So you never know. He could pop in. You know, being right there at Clearwater's the stones throw away from where you're at. So you never know. You never know who's possible popping. I mean, Channel 20, not Fox 29 yesterday. You know, could have some local celebrities, some more Philly celebrities coming down there. Who the hell knows? Well, in the same way, like we just find out that Devontae Smith's parents are going to end up being here as well. Right. So I would love to, to talk to, to both of them. That would be absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. Phenomenal work ethic from that young man. Going to be a stud in the making. That's right. Now, Fuji, the same way I asked the question, but I, I didn't ask it to you directly. And I'm going to ask you now. The, the big thing here is I know you were upset when the Eagles passed on CeeDee Lamb. And, and I know you, you you preferred for him to be an Eagle, but unfortunately it didn't work out that way. Do you still feel upset that CeeDee Lamb ended up in Dallas? Because the way, the same way I asked Big Sarge on his radio show and then when he was with us as well, I think Devontae Smith, and, and again, is only one man's opinion, but to me, I believe that Devontae Smith has a much, much better upside than it comes to CeeDee Lamb. Time will tell. I mean, to me, I just – I like the big physical receivers. But Howie just has this – the Eagles, going back to the Andy Reid era, for whatever reason, they just like to draft these small guys that are – you know, just need to bulk up a little. And Devontae Smith, he's coming into his own. I mean, I it's a shame, like, you know, he just didn't get the ball more this year even though he just broke the Sean Jackson's rookie record. I mean, the Eagles got to get going in the after the season, not to go that far into it, but the Eagles need to beef up this receiving court. I mean, Quez Watkins has flashes. I mean, Jalen Rieger, we don't know, but how he's going to have to go out and address the, address the wide receiver position 
in free agency. I'm sorry. You need to go out and get two big-name receivers, or at least one and a third receiver. Hang on, Fooch. I'm going to try and see if I can wave Trey down. Could you possibly get Trey's attention to see if he'll come over with us? Trey Thomas in the red in that in Alright, I'm gonna see if I can get it, see if we get Trey over here. <coughs> I gotta wait for my producer to go over there and try and give him a wave and see what happens. Let me see if I can get get a hold of Vince. Hang on, Vince is going to try and recruit over here. Hold on, folks, we're trying to get Trey Thomas. Big Trey, number 72. Yeah, he's coming Florida over. State, number one pick, 2000, 1998. Let me Hang on, I got to switch cameras here. We'll get Trey over here. Okay. Yeah, he's going to make his way on over here. So nice. it's going to be nice to have Trey Thomas on. Hopefully we won't lose a feed or anything else. I know we're getting the shadow on four when it comes to the sun. Yeah, you can see it a little bit in the he's background here. there. Even even your camera's starting to get. Yeah, it's just it's the sun glares that time of the day. That's right. Why. Oh yeah. Let me see if I can maybe put this one around from the top. Give me a second. Let me see if I can play around these cameras out there. Huh? All right. Well, we're going to wait. He, he went inside the bar, so hopefully he'll make his way around. Angel, can you see me or are you having trouble? Hey, Angel, the kind you of like, you're, you got the sun behind you, too. So. Yeah. No, I can, I can hear you and I can see you. As, uh, um, as I was saying about the wide receiver possession. I think Cowie's going to have to address it in the offseason. Devontae, Jalen Hurts is going to need a couple weapons, at least from the receiver position. That's just my take on in the 2022. Right. Hang on, I'm trying to get the screens here. So I'm just coming into one here. Let's see what happens. Hold on, folks. We're trying to address these technical difficulties on Angel's end, but uh, anybody has any questions? Fire away. And there we go. 
I'll be trying to be more than happy to answer what you can throw at me. We, tune, we thank everybody for tuning in, staying on with us. We appreciate the love, all the support, 109 episodes, and feel free to fire any comments away. So I had the, the screen flipped around, Fuji, so you can, well, he'll be able to see you once he ends up coming on here. Right. Right now, until uh, Trey is over here. So I want to say, and Michelle, I got uh, two cameras going here. I got one here, and now it's one on the other side. But <laughs> Michelle, first of all, let me say thank you to you for helping us coordinate all this that, that happened here. So we appreciate it. Number one, for you being part of Philly South, uh, being actually the president over the one that's out there running his mouth all over the place. But Dustin, <laughs> thank you for your help. Thank you for putting it together, and, and we appreciate everything you're doing. How you doing, Absolutely, Michelle? absolutely. Thank you for coming. Hey, guys. What? How are you? Yeah, it's a great day. I just did a, a Facebook Live on the Philly of the South Facebook page, so uh, go and check it out. So uh, everybody's very mm -hmm. excited to be out here since they're all having a good time. So, we love it. It's great. Trey Thomas is here. He seems to be having a good time. So, thank you. Yeah. We are turning Tampa green. The only way to do it. We travel well. We are the best fans in the NFL. We take over every place. We can take over the world if we wanted to. Exactly. We're taking over Tampa for sure. Know what? Get the Eagles flag and stick it right in. The rage it right on the field there. Stick out right Oh, yeah, we in got there. Eagle stuff hanging right everywhere land. around here. We're passing out the swag, so everything's going good. It's so. a sea of green. We're just exactly. taking it over. <laughs> There's exactly. no red anywhere around here. It's all green. Nope, not at all. So, Looks like thanks for helping put us time. all together today. We've been having a great time. So. Anytime. Glad to awesome. do it. Glad to help out in any way. Philly the South ever needs anything, you know where to come. Hey, this like has to be an annual sale. thing. You know, like, let's just it get it on be. the calendar for next year. Make it a national national <laughs> Eagles holiday. Exactly, yeah. National so totally. Philadelphia Eagles holiday, baby. We'll exactly. get this party yeah. started. Let's go. Now I'm getting fired. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, Trey uh, Thomas will be stopping by in just a minute. So, uh, Big Trey, number 72. Number one pick out of Florida State, 1998. William Trey Thomas. Yes, good. So uh, I'm being called, so I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Enjoy, go birds. E A G L E S. Thank you, Michelle. We're waiting. Here comes Trey. They're making his way on over this way. FSU product. Directed by Ray Rhodes. Was that the DJ back there outside? I just hear that echo going. Uh, he's on my left here. Sounds like a drum beating. No, it's just the bass coming off from the speaker. Oh, okay. There's PSG at. I'm sure he's getting all fired up now. And he's right behind Trey Thomas. Sure, he's starting to feel no pain soon. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm definitely sure. 
And now PSG's getting his picture. Here he comes. He's getting stopped by everybody here. He's making that'll, a over. that'll be another five minutes. Could be. Shake, shaking hands and kissing babies and all that. Exactly. Trey, right, so what's going on, man? How are you? Good. You ready? I sure am. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Trey, you might hear a slight echo just in case. But listen, the last time that I saw Trey, the last time hey. I saw Trey, can you hear me a little bit more? Huh? You can hear me? Can you turn my, turn my headphones up? I'm going to try here and see. Is there any difference or the same? Okay, that's better. That's better. Big okay. Trey, welcome. Listen, last time I saw Trey Thomas, now, obviously other than the playing field, if you remember, the last time I ended up seeing you was, it was Brandon Lee Gowden and myself and Jimmy Seltzer up in the studios in 94 WIP. Oh, okay. And now that day when I saw you, because you were, you were busy doing other things and now you were making your way out, so I asked for a picture then. Once you stood up, because obviously you're tree size for anybody who's seen you. But I was not asking for a picture then, but I know you were running off and doing so many different things. But here we are two years later, you coming out here at Tampa Joe's, and we appreciate you coming out here. But listen, Trey, first of all, thank you so much for what you did for the Eagles. Obviously, the, the invaluable time you had with the organization, we appreciate it. Obviously, you're going to be an, an Eagle for life, no matter what ends up happening. And all the success that you've had even after your years of football. We appreciate everything you did in the community, everything you continue to do for us. And as far as coming out here for us today, I know it's kind of last minute to try and put everything together, but we appreciate you coming over with us today, man. I, I just, I can't thank you enough. Already, man. Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm, right here in Bradenton. I was coaching at IMG. So once I heard about this event, you know, I was like, hey, man, I reached out and I'm like, I'm going to make sure I come over here and hang out. Since, since everybody's right here so close, I got to come hang out with family. Try what? I've got an angel. Trey, Mike Fuji, co-host Broad Street South. I want to thank you for coming on. Appreciate you doing this last minute. Um, thank you for your services for the Eagles. Uh, what's your take of this game tomorrow? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a physical game. I mean, you know, this is um, you're in the playoffs, and you have a young team that's coming up there to go against Tom Brady, and I think that this team is going to come out here and fire. They're going to be ready to go. I, this this is a prove-it game for them. And I think that uh, the coaching staff has done a good job to get these guys ready. I think um, when you have a young core like this, and you have your Kelsey, you have your Fletcher Cox, the leaders in this group, I think they're going to do whatever they got to do to get these guys ready to come out there and go to war. As far as as far as when it comes to Jalen Trey, and we know that we've heard so many different things about, about Jalen Hurts. Young quarterback, obviously first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator. I mean, it's just a first for Jalen. For what the expectations were in the beginning of the season, and now what we see at this point from Jalen Hurts, the expectations keep rising for himself because he's just like Donovan McNabb, he takes a lot of responsibility for himself. And you hear this young man, the maturity in him, and knowing what he's responsible for when it comes to this offense. We've seen, again, leading up to the start of the season at 2-5, and five, and then what the Eagles doing at, coming up to this point here. And Jalen, we know there's still a lot of work to be done. But is Jalen Hurts, and I know we hear from the NFL.com, we hear from the ESPNs of the world, is Jalen Hurts our quarterback of the future here with the Eagles? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I like him. I really like him as, a, as an athlete. I like him as a leader. 
And I think he's just going to continue to develop. He's only, a, he's only in his second year, which is going – he's going to get better. The more experience he gets out there, the more times he gets to see different looks, those blitzes and everything, it's, he's going to get better. And I think that he has the poise and the leadership to be able to carry this team and put it on his shoulders. Um, I think that also you you have someone like a Kelsey, there's some other guys that's in there, especially when you have leaders on your offensive line, that it can only help a young quarterback – that's continued to try to find his voice with a team. Fuji? Trey, you played against Tom Brady in Super Bowl 39. What's it going to take to get the Brady just to knock him around? I think it's going to take pressure. I mean, you know, you have to look at it as, you know, Tom Brady is going to be a guy that's going to get rid of the ball pretty quick. <laughs> so every rush should be trying to get there by two seconds. You know, when you look at the average seven-step drop is taken between two – the 2.7 seconds. So, you know, every time, 2.5. So every time that he drops back, you want to be putting that helmet on him. You want to make him uncomfortable. You want to put as much pressure on him as possible. And you have to be able to do it with your front four. Because if you bring the blitz, he knows where he wants to go with the ball, and that can hurt you. Well, true. Now, speaking of, you mentioned Kelsey here momentarily. And we also know that he's up for the Walter Baton Man of the Year. How much has Jason Kelsey meant to this team? And obviously for being recognized as the Walter Brady Man of the Year, and then we hope that obviously he ends up taking it. How much has Kelsey meant, obviously, number one for the Eagles? And number two, do we see Kelsey back here again as an Eagle next year? I think you see him back as an Eagle for next year, you know, just because he's, he's playing really good football right now. And when you're playing good ball, it's hard to even think about walking away. Now, as far as what he makes to the team, I think when you have a leader like Kelsey, someone that's he could mail it in if he wanted to, just because I mean what, everything that he's done in the city and uh, everything that he's done out there on that field, he's a Super Bowl champion, a pro, multiple Pro Bowls, he's on his way to having a Hall of Fame career. He could mail it in if he wanted to, but he's out there every play, giving you everything that he has, and how can you not follow him? And it's not just about all the raw raw talk, you know, because they. Guys see through that extremely quick. So when you have a guy like Kelsey that's day in, day out, at every practice, in every game, he's giving it everything. How can you not follow him? And he's not afraid to show his multiple sides because everybody's like, oh, man, you know, football player, you got to be tough all this all the time. But when he got in front of that team and he cried, I think that right there spoke to a lot of those guys and it showed his vulnerability and his willingness to show everything that he is, and I think how can you not follow that as a player? That's absolutely right. true. Listen, I'm I'm dying to see, and I, I hope and pray that Jason Kelsey is able to walk away with it. Go ahead, Fuji. Trey, as far as you playing for Andy Reid all these year, all those years, can you see any similarities in Nick Sirianni as Andy Reid had been? Nobody nobody knew who Nick Sirianni was. Just being under Frank Reichert with the Indianapolis Colts and Colts, and Andy Reid just being the quarterbacks coach under Mike Holmgren. Do you see any similarities at all in Nick Sirianni? I think what Sirianni does is like, that's like what Coach Reid does. And one of the things I think that helped Coach Reid throughout his career, he allowed his players to be what they were. You know, he never wanted us to be anything else than whatever we were. Just be yourself and that's going to whether when you're being yourself you're going to play better you're going to do things and he trusts his leaders to step up and lead the group and as a, as a coach that's all you want to do you want to build up a core
of leaders that can ship. You allow them to be what they are. And I think that that's one of the things that Sirianni is doing really well is just trusting his players and just let them be whatever they are to get out there and go to go to battle. I want to say, obviously, the defense we've seen it compared to when you played to now when we see the Eagles here in 2021. It, it's been small miscues when it comes to the defense, but in the last five to six weeks, we've seen the defense keep the offense in all game long. We know the Eagles always end up having, for some odd reason, I don't know why, but the slow first half. But again, the defense keeps them in to the half. And then leading on as far as the charge in the second half. I want to know from you, Trey, if come off this draft season, and we know I think this class in particular, it's more loaded on the defensive side than we've seen with quarterbacks and running backs coming off the draft here. What will the Eagles need to do in this draft or even some veterans that are out there when it comes to free agency? Because we know that the season kicks back off again in March once they close it off. What would the Eagles need to do and Harry Roseman in order to make this defense even better than what it is right now? Man, draft anybody that played in this last national championship game in Georgia and Alabama. You need to take whatever linebacker, pass rushers, defensive lineman, secondary player, receiver, whatever they have over there that just was in that SEC game. That's who you'd be going after. I mean, I think that they have some, a lot of talent out there. And, 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 you know, you always – I think they need linebacker help. Yeah, I think you need to invest in that. Um, but you, you ought to always be looking for weapons. But I think you don't need to go out there and spend one of those first-round picks on a quarterback. You definitely don't need that because right? I think that hurts could be your guy. As far as when it comes to Nick Sirianni, we know that it was a surprise by everyone. I don't think anybody obviously knew who Nick Sirianni was other than obviously in Indianapolis. We did hear from a lot of the fan base out there, and Michael Tarasas, who actually works for the Indianapolis Colts, he mentioned how much leadership that Nick Sirianni has. Now, we heard the speech with him when he came on, I think I want to say about almost 10 weeks at this point, when he talked about planting the seed in the fertilizer, growing it, and a lot of people made fun back then as far as what he had to state. Now, it's almost like the, the laugh that he has on everybody. Not that he's laughing at anybody, don't me wrong. But the leadership that he's brought and to bring these guys together, is it almost the same comparison that we saw with Dougie P in 2017 when the Eagles were making that run? Yeah, and now the flower speech, you know, it kind of spoke to me, you know, because I, cause I thought I'm a person that I had a plant that was, you know, it was wiltering, you know, and it was, you know, it was going down. But I spent some time with it. You know, I changed it. I repotted it. I put it in different soil. I started putting it outside a little bit more, giving it a little bit more care. And now it's grown to be a nice, beautiful plant. But, you know, I think that a lot of people look, listen to that and they're like, man, what the hell are you talking about? You know, what is that? But I think that, you know, it, it, it spoke to something. And I think that as players, you know, you use whatever you got to do to get through to these guys. And I think that as a leader, as a coach, that he's just trying to find every whatever way that he can motivate these guys and get them to go and then you just lean on your leaders. You lean on your leaders. And once you lean on your leaders and if they can go out there and carry this group, they'll be okay. Especially when you have someone like Kelsey. I think that that's extremely huge with this offense and with this team, that you have someone that's that's having a Hall of Fame career that's day in, day out battling. Because too many times you've had big-name guys that wasn't performing to the level that we expected in their name to be but Kelsey is that guy and he's I think that that really helps this team yeah. Trey, Trey as far as Jordan Malata being a seventh round pick being a rugby player from Australia coming into his own as the starting left tackle do you see a lot of similarities of yourself in Jordan Malata um 
we play a little bit of different games, you know, like uh, because he's coached by Coach Stoutland. Coach Stoutland has a different technique compared to what Juan was teaching me. But I think that he's extremely athletic. I think he's a much better run blocker than I am, especially at that height, play someone that can play from a two-point stance. My specialty was pass protection. That's where I laid my I butter my bread, and that's where I, I think that I excelled at. But I think Jordan Maialata is a lot more well-rounded when it comes to being able to run, be a better run blocker as well. And I think he's uh, definitely developing to being an extremely good left tackle for a long time in this, um, in, in this league. Now, I want to ask, when, since you're here in front of me here, and everybody who's tuned in, we have Trey Thomas here, former Eagle, uh, who and Florida resident, which, by the way, we're not that far away from each other, but I'll tell you after we get off here. But I, I will say, as the Hall of Fame ballots keep, Hall of Fame ballots keep coming around, Donovan McNabb, is he a first-time Hall of Famer? Uh, um, what, this year? In the, I think so. Uh, they, they have him on the ballot? I don't keep up with all that, so I don't, you know, I don't know. If no, he gets actually, in, he gets no, in. he's – I believe next – sorry, not this year, come next year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't keep up with all that. I don't worry about that. I mean, if he makes it cool, good for him. I'll go to it, you know, and get in. I'll be at his thing in the, in the pan, but I don't keep up with that. You know, it's not something I really keep on my radar. That's right. And it's okay. We're hoping to obviously come tomorrow. We know the weather might be a little rough when it comes to Eagles come tomorrow. But you can see, obviously, the fan base here, Trey, which is just kind of crazy when you think about it down here at Tampa Joe's. It goes to show you, not only do we travel in numbers as far as Eagles fans, but the transplants that have moved down here from Philly, Jersey, Delaware. I mean, this fan base, you can't get any better than this. So even though I know that I would say about 10%, 20% of Ray J obviously belong to the Eagles, the only reason why the Buccaneers have filled up that stadium was because of Tom Brady and what he did last year. Because anybody who lives here locally in this area, what you see this year and last year out of Tampa Bay, you would have never seen it before if Tom Brady wasn't there. And not taking anything away from James Winston, and it's a shame what happened to him in New Orleans because he was making such a great comeback. Mm-hmm. Compared to what happened to him here in Tampa Bay, he made a believer even out of me because he was having such a strong season. And I'm pretty sure as long as he builds up his confidence, James Winston is going to be just fine for New Orleans. And he could be, obviously, the, the bigger replacement for Drew Brees. But this fan base, as you see here, and it continues to grow because we're not even done yet. Obviously, we'll be here till 7 o'clock and more than likely probably after 7 because you're not going to get rid of their fan base here. What does it mean to Nick Sirianni and the Eagles having this kind of atmosphere here in Tampa Bay? Oh, it means everything. I mean, it makes it home, you know. Uh, and you know that the Eagles fans, they, they travel well, you know, and, and and it's always been that support there, you know, and that's one of the things that you love as, as a player. They know that when you, you're never in an environment that you don't see an Eagles fan. Like, even when you walk the streets and you see somebody with an Eagle something on, you always acknowledge, you always speak, you always know that you're not alone, and especially when you're in, a, in games like this, you know, when you you could be going into a hostile environment, you know that you have a fan base up there that's going to be support you. You know that you're going to have somebody that's going to cheer for you, and that means something as a player when you're out there on that field. Yeah, the one last thing here I end up saying is, as far as you, and thank you again for taking the time for speaking with us here at Broad Street South, but what is your biggest takeaway that you can say that you learned from the NFL from the time you entered to your retirement from the NFL? Um. I think that the dedication to your work, whatever you're doing. I mean, you know, um, I think that one of the things that that last that allowed me to last so long as I did in the NFL was just the attention to detail and not be afraid of being corrected. 
a lot of times people can't take correction, and I'm okay with that. And I think that that makes you better. And I think that that's one of the things that helped me as as I continue to progress through my NFL career and through life. You know, and I think that correction is cool. Coaching is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You take that and you learn from it and you try to get better from it. And I think that that's one of the things I take from my throughout my career. Well, listen, sure, I'm, I'm, again, forever grateful you being Eagle because we appreciate everything you did for the team. It's great to see obviously you're still in contact with them, which we absolutely love and appreciate. We hope for a win come tomorrow because yeah. it's much needed. But I will ask with one last thing here. If the Eagles are able to – well, actually, two. One is San Fran, I believe, takes care of Dallas because I don't think Dallas is able to even match what San Fran is doing right now and being one of the hotter teams in the NFL. So I think that's one thing San Fran takes care of business. But if the Eagles, let's say hypothetically, Eagles take care of business today, can they beat Green Bay in Green Bay? Yeah. I mean, I think we, I would never say that this team can lose to someone. Like every time, anytime I go into the season, I'm like, right, the worst person to talk to. Everybody like, all right, man, hey, can, how, what, what do you, what, what's your season protection? I'm always picking 17 and 0. I cannot, I'm, I, as a player, I would never say, hey, we're going to lose this game. How can you think like that? If you're thinking like that, hell, your ass shouldn't be out there. You know, and that's just how, as a player, and, it, and, it, and it's carried on throughout this. Because anytime anybody, like, hey, man, what's your season projection? We go 17-0. So I don't care who we play against. They go to Green Bay, I think we get that win. No matter what the weather condition is, whatever the situation is, we get that win. And, and that's how you should – that should always be everybody's mindset anytime you get ready to go to battle. I think so too. So I, I'm just happy. Fuji, I don't know if you have one last thing here before I let Trey go. Trey, I'm going to ask you what's your prediction for tomorrow, Eagles Bucks? Uh, I think we win. You know, I, I don't I don't have a score. I don't really care about the score. I think we do whatever it takes to get the win. You know, if we can keep, I think if we can keep Tampa Bay under 24, I like our chances. Nice. I like our chances. We get out there and we get some plays. I think we keep them under 24 and we come out of here with a win. True. I, listen, again, we just hope for the win, obviously, for everyone to be healthy. I know Josh Sweat could be possibly a scratch. We hope not, but we'll see what happens. Listen, Trey, thank you so much for stopping by and talking to us. I know you had the opportunity to talk with the Fanatic, and, and listen, much continued success. As I know you could be working on other things, but we do appreciate you coming on with us, and I'm forever grateful and thankful for you being here. Right, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Trey, for following give me one second here. Come on, everybody, just everybody, let's get fired up for tomorrow, one o'clock, Eagles box. Firing any questions you can. I'm here. We're here to I don't know how much longer we're on, but we're going on three hours. <laughs> Probably the longest show we've ever done, but fire some fire some predictions of the score for tomorrow, folks. We're going to take a poll. If anybody's watching. Tomorrow I will be on 11.30 with Maddie Rogers and also Jen McGraw. And also Hi, I'll be uh, Listen, I uh, just got confirmation that I said to Trey, we'll have him on again next week. And he said that's fine. So we'll expect to be with us with, uh, with us here next week. That's a great thing about when you live down here in Florida, you can have the local connection. Mm -hmm. So that's a great thing by Trey is he's going to make his way around. But listen, I want You're breaking up. I'm going to flip. Everyone can see here. 
You froze up a little. I know the sun's going to kind of, yeah, the sun's going to be the sun glare, unfortunately, because now the sun's obviously going down in the west. But as you guys can see here, a wall-to-wall, and again, the, the crowd is still coming in, so we're not even done here yet. But I'm glad we had the opportunity of speaking with, uh, obviously, with Trey Thomas. It's absolutely fantastic as he's now kissing babies and shaking hands with everybody. And I think for everybody who tuned in today for our three-hour uh, marathon here for this point, and Fuji, thanks for coming on with me today. I know you should have been here, brother. God, I wish you were here. Yeah, not, to thank me. not to thank me for coming on, you know. Hey, this is the goal, my man. This is the passion. This is what it's all about. This is what we live for. It's a dream. It's a dream become a reality. Oh, in 2022, the sky is the limit throughout the universe because we're taking over, baby. Slowly but surely. It's baby steps, but we will accomplish the goal just like the birds come out tomorrow and kick butt and take names and knock Brady in the next offseason. Exactly. Listen, thanks everybody who tuned in. Thanks everybody who hung around. Appreciate it. Again, there's got to be just on the outside of this fence here, on the other side, and the, the, the cars are still rolling in. The bikes are still coming in. I, I would say the AMC theater over here is going to have a hell of a time trying to get anybody on the inside because that theater maybe, is probably going to be taking over Eagles fans here. Maybe maybe, we, maybe Eagles Nation can just take over AMC and pile everybody in there and get that Eagles chant, roll, roll those could, kegs and keep be, those, be great those rolls for any, fired up. Crack Crack the tags and fire up the grills, brother. Because we're taking this mother tomorrow. You know, Guarantee. It, it'll, it'll get everybody fired up. No, it'll be really able to get everybody fired up here. But that, obviously, I can see the fanatic there taking a break as the guys are up and running around. Trey Thomas working his way to the outside here. And thank God Trey Thomas can coming down again. Thanks to Mark Farzetta. Fuji, obviously, you reach out to Mark and, and make sure that we can get Trey Thomas out here. And, and again, look, I mean, we're, we're probably about 20 minutes apart from each other, honest to God. That's both neighbors. So it'll be fun next week when we won't have the audio lag delay or anything else like that. So this should be good. But listen, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate it. Of course, you'll be able to hear the download, even though it will be three hours long. But obviously, this was bonus coverage out here. So we got the party started about 1.30. The party continues till 7 o'clock, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be way after 7 o'clock by the time it's all sent down here in, in Tampa. So thanks to Philly the South. Thank you to Tampa Joe's. Obviously, again, to the Philly Pretzel Factory, the Hooters, 97.5 The Fanatic, and obviously Philly Sports Trips and phillysportstrips.com. Well, tomorrow I'll be on with Maddie Rogers. Jen McGraw just texted me. She's going to be on tomorrow, so we'll be on. Us two, us three will be on. Big Rob will be behind the glass. Tune in 11.30 tomorrow, Broad Street South, episode 109. Eagles, Bucks pregame. And tomorrow I will be down South Philly at South House with the guys from Edge of Philly Sports, Big Al, Tom Kelly, and Joe will be breaking down the post game. Everybody tune in. Everybody come on out. Go Birds and Angel. Thanks for, you know, put, you know, it's amazing this was all put together in a short time. Thanks for Mark Forzetta. Thanks to this guy, Josh, for bringing in Trey Thomas. We do appreciate it. Thanks to Vince, PSG, Mike Goodwin, Mike Klein, and Philly of the South. 
Yep. Thank you, everybody, because believe me, it, it couldn't happen as Vince said it earlier. You know, thankfully we're able to do what we did here to make sure we got everybody on for this happening. I'm I'm forever grateful. This is one of those things as much as the Super Bowl is fresh still in my mind for 2017. This right here with all these people, I I feel like I am back home. So uh, I'm as a chance starts on the other side of the fence here. But honest to God, this feels like I'm back at the link. And I said to everybody, as we promoted it all week long, if you want to be at the link, this is where you need to be, right here, right now at Tampa Joe's. So thankfully, with Mike Goodwin has been on with us for many, again, for a year and a half that we've been on. We've been friends, though, for the past three years, as he was the one able to, to gamble with us. And now I think that gamble finally ends up paying off for him. And, and again, I see a lot of familiar faces that I've seen since I've been down here. But... Fuji, the only thing, honest to God, I was missing out here was you. And I so I hope come March, even though it's going to be a different crowd, it'll be a Phillies crowd compared to Eagles crowd. But, man, I really hope that you make it down here in March. Hey, I'll be 50 at the end of March, so maybe that's the bass we just kicked the hell off, baby. I, I want to thank Rick Marcus. I'm going to be reaching out to him sooner than later. Um, this was an amazing show, Angel. Thanks for, of course, you know, you know our flow. You know, you know the the camaraderie we have. It's it doesn't get any better than us working with you. You sure know, you gave me the chance. You took the chance on me. You know, just by a couple Philly sports updates. Boom! Here we are, kicking off 2022 with a bang. And even the more the birds kicking some Buccaneers butt is even bitter, more more bittersweet. Exactly. Hey, listen. And I, and I, I bet that party will go in the Monday morning after that big win. Everybody will still be rocking Tampa Joe's and beyond. The all Eagles like a, Nation. This is going to be like a major sleepover. I would tell you right now, because none of these folks are going to go home tonight. I, I can guarantee you, this, all this, this crowd will just pour into the tailgate party tomorrow and then pour into Ray J. Because this is a hostile takeover. The Green will be taking over. Eagles Nation from all walks of life, the whole universe will be there. Those Bucks fans will be in a state of shock to see the gang green just bring it tomorrow. We're taking over. We took over Jacksonville. We took over Minnesota. We take over every place the Eagles nation goes. There's no that we are the best fans in the NFL. We're the most passionate, the most knowledgeable, the most diehard. Nobody knows any better than the Philadelphia Eagles fan. Darren Dan T. Listen, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna, the most proper way of doing this, and I probably end up blowing up my ears here. But before we end up signing off, you gotta at least hear this chance that everyone knows and everyone's familiar with. So I'm going to play this before we end up signing off. Score a touchdown, one, two, one, two. Hit him low, hit him high. Watch our eagles fly, fly, eagles fly. On the road to victory. We hope you have a great time wherever you are. If you're in the watching game, please be safe. Please be well. Obviously, if you're down here at Tampa, 
Make sure you're taking care of business. Take care of your bartenders and waitresses while you're down here. And make sure you take care of everyone on the outside. And more importantly, make sure you do take care of yourselves. So do the best that you possibly can. What's up, here? Joe. That was Joe. She, she I'll tell you afterwards. She really took from the inside. But Joe, Joe Lackman just passed by. One of the longest probably tenure fans that have come down here from Philly to the South. So uh but again, Trey Thomas has finished up his, his last broadcast here over 975 the It's be again great for to have him back on here come next week. So we'll hear from Trey come next week when we're back in the home studio and everything else. But again, thanks everyone. I see one last comment coming in here and that's it. Thank God everybody put up with me here because the echo would have been just, it would have been tough, but love that energy. Rick, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'll be talking to you sooner than later, baby, because I will be coming down to Tampa. Stat. Boom, yes, on there, baby. Well, listen, to everyone, once again, thank you to all our sponsors. Once again, Philly Sports and Trips, we thank Tampa Joe's. Along with LGDirect.net, we thank you, Larry, for being all with us as well and the naming rights to the studio there. Normally, I always say that we're at the live at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios, but today we're down here live at Tampa Joe's. Everyone, enjoy the game tomorrow. Please tune in tomorrow at 1130 with Fuji and Matt Rogers representing out of Virginia. Enjoy the rest of the night and go birds. Go birds.